That was an awesome surprise. You don't know this, but yeah, living in cool. the in the cold wastes of Minnesota, those small pleasures you have to stretch for <laughs> weeks. So you you kept Tupperware and I alive for weeks by uh, I mean, that that's that's rack. why you, that's why you got to get your cheap pops, man. You know, yeah. absolutely, yes, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> everybody welcome to the tuesday show my name is james chen and i am joined alongside i feel like we need to be blasting like some 80s music right now or something like that so james my brain is always blasting 80s music what's going on ultra david we got tubbleware here let's talk about what we're going to be talking about here on the side as you can see capcom's skip right over me hey ultra david all right what's going on over here you jerk <laughs> what what <sighs> I'm very glad you're here as well. Capcom's community license we'll talk about. We'll you talk about what? the... That community license is so awesome and our future looks so bright that we've got to wear shades. <laughs> oh, man. Nice work. I love We're going to talk about the Evo Games God, announcement tease and what we know is not going to be there for sure. We'll have an interview with Kinder Party. We will talk about the fact better. that there are more games with rollback or will be so soon more games with rollback as well. We're going to have a couple of five fives for you. We got some mailbags, of course. But as always, let's start by talking about the first topic, which in this case is Capcom's Street Fighter V license. See, the biggest problem is my face is really flat. So I don't know if you guys have this problem with your glasses, but my glasses touch my skin all the time and I've got an oily face. So what it ends James. up doing is that it really... Like my glasses get oily, so I have I, it's harder for me to wipe them when I have two layers of shades. What a lead into the Capcom from Street Fighter Five license. <laughs> All right, we're gonna talk about the first topic. All right, I haven't which changed will be the, the subject. Capcom. I haven't changed the topic card yet. I am <sighs> absolutely able to talk about whatever I want until I actually. Oh shit! Okay, let's talk about the first topic, the Capcom. Street Fighter V Community License, which they released yesterday on Twitter with not that much lead up or fanfare or anything. It was just like, hey, everybody, like, check it out. There's a license. And uh, OK, cool. Um, there was like, yeah, there wasn't anything that I saw, at least leading up to that. Uh, although uh, the street writer, uh, Matt, uh, who works at Capcom, said that this has kind of been in the works for a long time. And finally, they actually they actually brought it out. So what is it? Well, it is a license that they are purporting that every TO who runs Street Fighter V has to sign. Uh, or alternatively, you have to sign a separate agreement with them that's a little fancier. Uh, so I don't know how many details we want to go into here, but it all is... Okay, well, I don't know if we need to go into all of them because there's every a lot. Single, go through the whole thing, baby. Let's do it. Just rattle it <laughs> off fast. People need to know. This is important shit. Okay, well, look. At least, at least, like the major, the major topics here. You know, maybe not everything. The major okay, stuff. Let's not do everything. Um, so the, the the major topics are that for to qualify for a community event means that you get a license from Capcom. If you don't qualify for being a community event, then you have to have a separate agreement with them, which they call the esports event license. 
And in that case, you know, it's whatever you negotiate that license to look like. I don't know what it's going to look like. We'll talk maybe a little bit about what it might look like. But as far as the community license, which we know we have seen now, uh, it requires several things. So it requires for TOs to offer prize pools that are uh, under $2,000 per event, under $10,000 in any given 12-month period. Uh, sponsorships that they receive must be under $5,000 per event and under $20,000 per 12-month period. Uh, they can't sell products based upon the game assets, which maybe means the logo and stuff of Street Fighter V, as no well artists. as the name. Uh, they, they have to make it so that people who attend the tournaments sign agreements uh, giving their rights of publicity up to the event organizer and then the event organizer gives those rights up to capcom so effectively capcom gets these these rights uh they have they also require that tos give um not just those rights but any pictures that are taken at the event like maybe if the event hires a photographer and takes pictures professional pictures those have to you know capcom must be allowed to use those pictures in their marketing or whatever else they want to do with it uh, they get the right to use the whatever stream comes out of the event. Uh, so this is not the same as them saying that they own the stream or that they own the photos, but they get a right to own those things. I'm oh, sorry, <laughs> my bad. They get a right to use, use those things, right? Yeah, yeah. not own those things. Um, but in any case, right, they get to use them. Uh, they also say that TOs can't run these events in certain situations, so you can't be sponsored by companies that sell or promote or be involved with. Uh, things that are inconsistent with the applicable age rating of Street Fighter V. I don't know what that means exactly. But maybe more to the point, uh, can't be associated with gambling, betting, wagering, lottery, uh, pornography, tobacco, vaping, firearms, drugs, alcoholic beverages, political advertising, and then once again, gambling. Uh, And then there's a few other sort of legalese things in here that are a little bit less important, but those those are the biggest highlights i would say that this license requires so again if you if you don't meet those then it's not like you don't have a license from capcom you just need to get a separate esports license so what does that mean well again that's just kind of whatever the tournament organizer and the and capcom agrees to maybe it's the case that capcom has its own internal like form contracts for that totally possible but i don't know what those look like so, um, you know, we're just speculating, but it may be that they are, that they require um, uh, fees from the tournament organizers. Maybe they have to pay a fee to Capcom to use the game. Maybe they have to give Capcom other rights. Uh, maybe they have to, the reason I'm bringing these up, that these are some things that I've seen in my own law practice uh, for other situations. Uh, maybe they have to have, let Capcom have some authority over like, which sponsors are actually at events? What are what's the layout at events? Maybe they need to give space to Capcom at events. You know, and, and any number of other things. I guess I don't know if we need to drone on about that, but the well, the I esports mean, license is is something that is going to be um, applicable to any larger events. So because those prize numbers are actually pretty low, uh, considering you know what our biggest majors uh, give out, it's definitely the case that CEO. Combo Breaker and Evo are will will be bigger than can be a community event, so they will have to have their separate esports licenses. Um, Evo 
has basically already had something like this. I don't know if they called it an esports license, but like it's already had its own agreement. Yeah. They've talked about that stuff in the past. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it entails, but you know that right. that so, has existed. Before we go on, you know, like yeah. uh, let, let's let's kind of because like a lot of people are saying like this is gross, this is disgusting and stuff. When I read yes. it, you know, I kind of was under the impression that a lot of this kind of was already in place for a lot of things, right? Like, I would assume that a lot of other esports companies would, like, let, not talking about the numbers of the prize pool, which is absolute worthless, and I'll get into that in just a little bit. Uh, but, you know, just like, you know, the right to use this, the right to be able to use, you know, photos and products and then, you know, laying down groundwork just to make sure that, you know, you don't have Street Fighter Five events sponsored by Pornhub, you know, kind of things like that. Like this, a lot of that stuff is pretty common, right? Razor's Elijah. Right, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Well, yeah, I would say it exists. Um, It certainly exists in bigger esports companies and enterprises. So similar stuff exists for like Riot and Blizzard. And I don't remember off the top of my head, whatever company makes Rocket League, like that, that kind of stuff is out there. It's not the first time, certainly. Capcom's like not breaking ground in this. Um, That said, some of the stuff that are that's in those licenses is, is actually a little bit less onerous. Uh, than it, than what is in Capcom, they they allow for. I mean, a way to think about it is that they allow for bigger prize pools. For example, like Blizzard allows, and Riot allow for ten thousand dollars. Although, since you have multiple players on one team, maybe that actually means two thousand dollars per player. Right. Maybe that's where like where Capcom well, got that. See, that's what around. I wanted to comment on because like it's it seems very apparent, and I tweeted this out that Capcom was looking at proper esports in terms of like and making comparisons and that particular one right there like oh well it's ten thousand dollars for a five-man team so let's drop it to two thousand for an individual like that part makes me mad because ten thousand is ten thousand i don't care how many people you're splitting it with ten thousand is ten thousand right there it's there's a number involved with that like that shouldn't matter right so i think them having the logic of splitting it five ways to 2000 just seems like an absolute like just that i mean that to me obviously is one of the bigger misses is is the numbers that they put out for limiting how much prize money that these events can can uh can give well the the last thing i want to say about this last couple things before we sort of analyze it okay is that this applies in all of the americas so north central and south america and also in EMEA, so Europe, Middle East, and Africa, um, which is a very large chunk of the world. And uh, it, it's also the case that TOs can't like decide not to pay attention to this. I mean, they can, right? But in, in doing so, they infringe Capcom's copyrights. So Capcom has has a pretty good reason. Capcom to will TOs. sue your ass. I mean, maybe, maybe. That's, that's the implied threat. And I hope that that w- wouldn't come to that, but that's certainly the implied threat. And they, and they are Don't point a gun at someone if you're not going to shoot it. That. They're within their legal rights. So it's, again, it's not the case that TOs can legally, I should say maybe, can just uh, ignore this license. Like they do have to get a community license or a, an esports license if they want to, you know, abide by copyright law. So, okay. All right. So. That's that's the info. Let us know out there in the chat if there's anything that you think is important that we did not actually mention that's in there. But let's talk about what you guys think about it. What do you yeah. think about it? 
I mean, look, I'm just going to come out and say this and it's like it's going to be hard to say this because I know a lot of people are going to, you know, attack for it and stuff like that. I I think people are overreacting. I don't feel like it's as bad as a lot of people are saying it is. And I know Tubo's one of them. Mm. (laughs) I do feel like people are overreacting to a lot of it. I mean, we even had like Arturo was like, I just applied and I got a reply back like instantaneously and I'm good. And a lot of other people are like, I didn't get a reply. And Art was like, check your check your spam folders. And then all the people are like, oh, shit, I did get a reply. <laughs> so right. a lot of people have already applied and it's fine. And like, it's not that big of a deal. But okay, uh, uh, there there are a couple things in the chat. So I forgot to mention that this says no spectator fees allowed. Yeah, but it's not um, it's not entirely clear what that means. Does that mean you can't attend like physical spectators can't be charged to attend or does it mean something like you can't charge people to watch on stream the way that it's written is actually not super clear uh and then the other thing is that um it's it's not at all clear how much an esports license would cost and just and just to reiterate many of our major events would be uh implicated in this would probably would probably have make too big a prize pool or too big of sponsorship fees to to fit as community events but also maybe some weeklies are the same way it's it's a it's a large number of of events anyway all right i think that's actually it now so i mean jose says i have to state my opinion first and see i can say if people are overreacting or not that's fair uh i think the intense complete like nitpicking of everything that they're saying which i for some reason felt would be common in a lot of these contracts was a little bit overreacting. I don't like it. I don't think that they did it right. And I hate the fact that they're using like existing esports models for this. I mean, Grassroots is the absolute, you know, like it is the, it is what the FGC is. FGC has been born, raised, created by Grassroots. And so that's why I'm like mad about like the prize money shit and stuff like that. Like all that stuff, all that kind of thing is really, really bad. Like they should not be trying to limit a lot of that. A lot of the other things, you know, in terms of like, oh, you can't be associated with pornography and like, hey, you know, we have the right to rescind this if you do something bad. You know, if you're they want to have at least a size limit so that they, you know, the, the money, like I said, the amount they chose is really poor. But uh, I just feel like, you know, um, you know, obviously they want to make it so that the bigger you get, the more attention you get. They got to protect their IP. I feel like a lot of things do this in. It just feels like a lot of people out there are just not aware of how common this kind of thing really is. And they're getting mad about that. Like I said, I don't like it. I don't think it's great. They could do a lot better. But I'm just surprised at some of the things that people reacting to. And maybe that's just me. But I don't know. Uh, I, I guess I would have just assumed a lot of this stuff kind of existed already and just wasn't put in writing, you know, kind of situation. All right, Tubbleware, you are clearly gearing up to explode. So uh, <laughs> go for it. You don't, to, you don't have to be quiet anymore. I think that if Capcom was actually working on this for an amount of time, that it's the biggest embarrassment I've ever fucking seen from them. And that includes the Street Fighter V launch, and that includes MVCI. 
and Street Fighter Cross Tekken. Matter of fact, their track record lately ain't so good. So I just I the I mean first and foremost first and foremost how dare they decide they have the rights to use photographers' pictures that they didn't hire? How dare they? That's so insulting to photographers. I, I it makes my blood boil. Secondly, <clears throat> how dare they offer two thousand dollar prize pool cap? Are you fucking kidding me? The first year at Evo, there was five thousand people in that tournament. Five thousand. Do you know how many there could be now? 200. It's insulting to the community to even fathom that, to even to even try to limit that. Why limit it? And if you're going to limit it at all, like James said, make the number reasonable. And I, I think that's what makes me so mad right now is that they weren't reasonable. And if they would have talked to Rick, if they would have talked to Jabaley, if they would have talked to Larry, they would have talked to Big E, they would have talked to anybody who runs tournaments in the country. This would have been extremely easy to figure out. So if they really put in this much work on this, as they said they did, it's embarrassing. It just it, it, it's insulting. I, I can't believe that they're doing this. It's just a, it's such a big fuck you to everybody that has pushed their games for the past 30 years. That's that's pretty much how I feel. Well, you know, keep in mind that um, that. Evo probably already was paying some amount. I don't know what it is, but like they've talked about having a license from Capcom in the sure. past. So I assume that they have been doing this. I, um, I also do remember hearing like Jabaley and other guys have had to do it as well, right? Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Um, but uh, they, they can confirm. Well, I mean, even even right. if they did though, even if they did, even if they were making agreements with Capcom, which I'm sure they were, there wasn't a cap on how much could be paid out. Well, well the, the or, cap, or if there was, it was high enough that it never mattered, which is well, okay, the way it so should be. Well, okay, so the the cap does not apply for esports events. Well, presumably, it doesn't apply for esports events. the 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 cap The cap means that if you're above the cap, you are no longer a community event, and at that point, now you're right. An and then you have to pay event. for your license. Sure. But, I mean, we're assuming that you have to pay for a license. But, but yeah. then, what about tournaments like Next Level Battle Circuit? Wednesday yeah. night fights, the online uh, local. Well, we'll see, that what happens to all those tournaments? I would love to have Arturo like chime in and just say, "How much did you pay for your license?" I'm actually really curious. Are they that. are they even allowed to do that though? Like we don't even know. I don't know. Maybe they have to sign an NDA when they when they do that. We have no idea. W would be pretty standard if so. Um, yeah, I mean, my my perspective on this is, I guess, somewhere in between you two. Uh, I I certainly understand the the legal and business decision behind this, right? Um, mm -hmm. Because like I've worked on similar stuff for clients, and as a lawyer, my job is to do the best for my clients. You know, so I've 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 been in similar discussions. At the same time, I think that th that this is a particular situation that's that's different, and so I think that they needed to have handled it differently. And it's different because, yes. as as James was talking about, um, this is not the same as a a scene that has one rights holder so you know we're talking about the esports events there there is a rights holder that owns overwatch that owns league of legends that owns rocket league etc etc like there's the, those those scenes are one single rights holder scenes and so they have a tremendous amount of power that's not the case in fighting games and especially not the case right now it's never been more like that right now uh, than right now but Capcom when you has, say that, David, what do you mean? I mean, I mean, Capcom has never had uh, less, less of maybe a percentage, like, less know? of a percentage of the p currently popular tournament uh -huh. games. 
yeah sure. it's always been more than that in the past because so, i mean you you have to remember capcom used to have like three games at evo at once oh yeah and like oh, now yeah. It's I, I, dude, I, I mean even even when i came into the community i think david and i were talking about this on the show recently but you could walk up to someone in the tournament and be like hey what games did you enter and they would say both yeah. and you knew that meant street fighter and marvel yeah. like <laughs> that yeah. you can't do that anymore I'd be like both what there's yeah, like exactly. 90 yeah. games. Like, yeah, I have no idea <laughs> yeah, exactly. what you're talking about. Yeah, so, so and, and, and to be it, fair, any individual rights holder has never had less power than right now. So I, I mm-hmm. think that this this is this is a decision that like maybe could have been made 10 years ago. It, obviously, a very different scene back then. So, uh, you know, it wasn't. But that would have maybe made more sense. And right now, it, if, it, if it means that a TO has to decide between running SF5 and paying, I don't know thousands of dollars who knows what the fee is uh and and not running street fighter 5 and not having that tax right not having to give up that money not having to give up their their uh photography not having to give up their stream all that kind of stuff whatever other goes along with it it totally makes sense to me to not have street fighter 5 which is a huge bummer i like the game a lot i would love to be able my plan this year is to enter street fighter 5 at majors and see how well i do that's my like avowed plan i really hope that i'm some tournaments i hope that i'm able to do that dude that is my that is my major hope but who knows because i i would again i would totally understand if a to did decided not to have that um it would be a bummer but it would would be be a reasonable rational economic decision so so here's my question though uh and and you know this is kind of why where i'm coming from because i just don't want to say too much because i don't know and you would know more than anybody else but you know if you have like someone brings up moment 37 right as a viral Mm -hmm. clip and capcom doesn't own it they can't really do much with it and stuff like that i mean is is it's their product. It's their game. Do they have? They always just had rights to use it, no matter what. Basically, correct. Correct. At any, at any time in the last thirty years, they could have shut down tournaments for the game. Absolutely. Right. But I mean, let's say you know the footage that Seth Killian recorded. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You. So you cannot gain rights in a work by infringing it, but which makes sense, right? Like you can't. Uh-huh. You can't. You can't infringe somebody's rights and be like, now it's mine. So, no. You, <laughs> you made this? I made this. Well, yeah, so, right. So my question which, is, which is... Which is the case in the Seth Killian thing. He, he doesn't have rights to it. It's still the audiovisual work oh, that was created by and is owned by Capcom. Right. So, again, uh, so, this is kind of where I'm standing, coming from, right? Like, a lot of this is already kind of law right this is this is like i said i'm not saying that i i agree with this or i like what capcom's doing i think i'm more on par with where you are david uh you know again like i said i think that they did not do a good job with this i think right they they needed to have done a better job absolutely 100 percent. like i said even in my tweet they need to realize that we are a very different entity than traditional esports you cannot go a lot of these routes but some of the things that i see people getting mad about like oh you're gonna own all of our streams now i mean that was kind of already their right right or am i wrong on that no, no, you're you're right about it. It's just that it wasn't. I mean, I would say a couple things are are different here. One is that it's just even even aside from the rights, which they're not actually, to be clear, are not gaining sole control over. They're not getting ownership over your stream. They're just making it so that they have the rights to use it for their limited purposes of marketing or whatever. So so even now they're not they're not saying that. Um, instead, what they're saying is more about the 
the sort of financials of it, the business of it. Um, and that is, that's frustrating. Yeah. But then it, it, it's, it, also, it also limits things. So an example is the locals that are, take place in bars. There are quite a few of those. Right. Uh, hold on, real quick. Hold on. Gundam Jehudi, that's not what I said. I said, how dare they take the rights of photographers? I didn't say shit about streams. Yeah, yeah, right. I didn't and, mention that at all. And 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 Brock's right about that. So again, they're not they're not gonna, they're not going to get exclusive ownership over these photo- photographs, but they are going to get the right to use the photographs. And, and, and if they and if they hire the photographers, I'd have no problem with yeah, that. No, that's I, cool. I get it. I, but I if Combo Breaker hires the photographers, they have no right. That's that's bullshit. I'm I'm with you, man. Yeah, I think that that's I think that's too much, and, and that's something that. Um, does not, I don't want to say does not exist in other events, but is not something that I've personally seen in the ones that I re- reviewed. So I, that's that seems like it's. And uh, I, I want to just cool. answer uh, Super Greek Fighter's question real quick. Uh, he asked, "Do you think Arturo and others will have an issue, or have no issue getting a license?" I would imagine no, that they should be able to, but who knows how much they cost? Who knows what the actual right. deal is? Was what yeah. you could say after you well, get one. I'm see, sure there's an NDA involved, things that, like that. That's the that's problem. the weird that's the weird thing that I have, right? Arturo said that he submitted a request, yeah, and got a response back the next day, and that was it. He's like, I'm done. That I mean, is, it could be zero. It could be a zero dollar right. license. Yeah, it, it, could, it could be. It <laughs> I don't absolutely know. could be. Yeah, yeah. But we don't know. It's and they should probably tell people. They should like, probably say. Yeah. They should. Yeah. yeah that's that's but, like you know, that's, that's why I think this is insulting that they but, said they put see, a lot of work. But into again, this. that's one of the hardest parts, right? Like, because I, I I also get this part too. Because if you say it might cost nothing, then everyone goes in with that expectation. You can't change it later, right? Yeah. And that's it's again legal talk is annoying. I know this I, I i know this and i'm like i said i'm not saying i'm not defending capcom i'm just saying that this is par for the course for everything everything sucks like i don't like the way that the, it works this way but it's just that this country is such a li- li- litigious li- litigious 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 country that litigious. everybody has to cover bases and make sure they open the language enough so that blah 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 i hate what capcom's doing I just find that a lot of the things that people are complaining about, they're unaware of the fact that probably it's already existed for a very long time kind of thing, you know? As, as yeah. theoretical rights, as legal rights that have not been enforced. Right. So, so I, I understand them not thinking about that. Uh, all right. Yeah. I mean, again, it's not just the U.S. It's for countries all basically in the Western Hemisphere. Right. Pretty much mm-hmm. what it applies mm-hmm. to. Um, as well as the Middle East is actually not in that. But, so it's, it's EMEA, it's North America, South America, Central America. Uh, as, for, as far as Japan goes, this doesn't apply to Japan. Japan has its super weird own rule set <laughs> that we've talked about in the past and seems like actually even worse. Um, yeah. so, so bummer for them. But this is, this is not applicable there. Yeah. All right. All so- right. Like I said, I'm I'm just not at. I don't want to make it sound like I'm defending Capcom because I don't. I think that the way that they're doing this is completely wrong, and I really, really wish that you know they took into account. Because like I said, this is an opportunity. We're a very unique scene. Like you said, we don't have the single game and all this stuff. They had an opportunity to really sit down and craft something unique that worked with the community, that worked strongly with the community to support grassroots a lot better, to not be as restrictive. Like I said, I bet you they were probably looking at other licenses from bigger esports and that have that kind of, you know, 
sway over their own scene, right? I mean, how many times have we talked about Riot and Blizzard letting grassroots start up a scene and then just take the whole thing over after they built I mean, all the, the yeah the, they're they're jerks too though it's not like right not exactly also jerks. that's yeah, what i mean that. is that yeah. everybody is jerks that's kind of what i'm getting at right now and so like i i get why people are mad at capcom and i agree that a lot of what they you know, how they're handling it is bad but it just feels like a lot of people are saying like like trying to make it sound like capcom's the only thing that's ever done this yeah, no, they're not in existence they're not. right so. yeah they're, they're definitely not and there will be others after them mm-hmm. so whatever like a good bet and you I'll know be you just know, as mad then you know what other rights holders being a big old jerk is out there <laughs> move on to the next topic <laughs> uh the evo announcement evo games announcement so here's, I'll just read the text for you. It's pretty short. Here's the whole thing that they put on in a tweet. Please join us March 8th at 5 p.m. Pacific time on twitch.tv slash Evo for the Evo 2022 announcement show. While we're thankful for all the amazing games joining us later this year in Las Vegas, we want to let you know in advance that Super Smash Bros. will not be making a return appearance. Since 2007, we've seen historic Super Smash Bros. moments created at Evo's events. We are saddened that Nintendo has chosen not to continue that legacy with us this year. In the future, we hope to once again celebrate the Super Smash Brothers community alongside them. That's the entirety of it. Again, it's pretty short. So they're going to have a show on March 8th. So it's exactly a week from today at 5 p.m. Pacific time. Wow, right before this show. Great timing. And, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, they want you to know that Smash will not be there. So, and, and specifically because of Nintendo, which I'm glad that they said. That rather than leaving it up in the air, like Trans- why is not going to be there? They were transparent to some degree about it. All I'm just going to say is shout outs to Rick being really smart enough to, I mean, if he was the one that, you know, was the, who made the decision to write the, 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 well, I'll have you know, James, James Chen, that was my idea. You're welcome. Was it? No. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. You know, Rick, you know, Rick. So, uh, I mean, I I don't know anything they work on. That's like, yeah, they they definitely keep it quiet. Yeah. Yeah, Like I said, I mean, the fact that, you know, they just said it straight up here, we're having an announcement show. And instead of letting everybody be like, oh my God. And then being like, surprise, no smash, you know, that they were just straight up like, look, we can't put smash in the game and like uh, in the in the tournament and the fact that they just said that straight up from the get-go i think is just was like one of the most kind of like tasteful moves that i've seen from you know from a long time and i just i think that was just really smart none of this trolling like guess what like save the smash for the last game and then surprise you know kind of thing that's um, never happened to me with Marvel ever. Not yeah, once did that ever happen. Exactly. So, uh, and you know, and and you know, obviously they did kind of imply that Nintendo's to blame, which surprises no one. But you know, they weren't like throwing them under the bus. They're like, hey, yeah. we would totally love to have your game back again. We've had many great moments. I just thought it was a really nice, tactfully done kind of thing, which is what Capcom could have done a lot better, you know, just a little bit more tactfully done and, you know, come out ahead of time and just, like, explain everything little by little, you know, just uh, with more knowledge. Because the problem with it is they wrote something like that and threw it out there with and allowed everybody to interpret it their own way. And what 
Evo did here was like, there's no interpretation. Nintendo said no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, huge bummer for the scene. It's been there for years at this point, whether Melee or 4 or Ultimate. Yeah, I mean, it sucks. It definitely sucks. I wish that it wasn't like that. I don't think any of us is surprised at at Nintendo's decision, right? Um, And not just because it's Nintendo. None of us thinks Nintendo's good at this stuff. But the fact that Evo is owned partially by... Uh, PlayStation at this point, so yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Harder yeah, to imagine Nintendo working no with a group that is controlled in part by by Sony. So Nintendo doesn't even like to have crossplay with Sony products. <laughs> there's there's zero chance they want their their big one of their biggest games of all time involved with the Sony product. There's yeah, I I totally expected it. I'm glad Evo got out in front of it and let people know. Yeah, I, I respect the transparency. You don't get that very often. That was really really good of them. But, yeah, I mean, I, I feel bad for Smash players, but I feel like a lot of them probably figure this is coming, too. Yeah, in the tweets that I saw from the Smash scene, there was a lot of that. Like, yeah, this is not a surprise. Obviously, they're upset about it. They're sad about it. But they weren't surprised either. They, they know, they, I mean, they know Nintendo better than us. You know, I mean, they've been dealing with <laughs> Nintendo for so long. Like, they're not, yeah. like, who, like, who could be surprised in the Smash scene at Nintendo doing something janky against the community? Certainly yeah. nobody. Uh, I mean, remember last time they tried to stop it? in part by Sony's. Yeah. Yeah. That's the worst part about it. See, last time when they tried to stop it, the community and everybody got so upset about it that they let it back in and everything like that. But what what you're referencing is that was in 2013, right? The mm -hmm. first year. So if people weren't around for that, what happened was Smash won the community fundraising uh, total which was like how the last game was decided to be in Evo, like whatever game. Barely beat out Skullgirls. Barely beat out Skullgirls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, literally the day before Evo, maybe two days before Evo, they decide to announce that Smash will not be allowed at Evo. Nintendo well, it won't be streamed. They won't. won't, won't be streamed. Yeah, it wouldn't be streamed. Yeah, yeah. Won't um, be streamed at Evo. Yeah, yeah. And this is like a moment that many of us remember, like where we were when that happened. Uh, I was driving to Evo. I I got a text and I literally pulled off the road to like get on calls and be like, all right, like who do I know? Like what, <laughs> what like media people can I talk with? And and uh, other people getting on planes or like wherever. Like, dude, I you know I was literally at the gate to get on my airplane to fly to Vegas. And keep in go. mind as well, the flight to Vegas is what like thirty minutes. Like oh, 40 short forty five. Yeah, yeah forty like minutes. That. Yeah. And uh, just to kind of give you a you know spoiler for the story, by the time I landed, Nintendo had already rescinded that. So fast, so fast, because everybody <laughs> exploded about it. Uh, not just the FGC, not just the Smash scene, but like it got covered right away in like a ton of big games media. Big games media it was something before. something we actually didn't talk about in the last topic. Now that you bring that up, James, Capcom to their credit has listened to the community and they are they are walking back on their statement oh yeah, yeah, yeah they're, that's they're right. looking to restructure we we probably should have brought that up but now that yeah i was heated but now my brain yeah. is clear uh <laughs> and james mentioned the the that that happening i just want to point out that when these companies do stupid shit yell at them on twitter because yeah if sonic got yeah. remade Literally, you can yell about almost anything at any company on Twitter and they'll fix this and shit. And you know what the craziest thing about that is, too? Sorry, we're, we're going back to the previous topic. No, it's fine, because we should have brought that up at the time. I forgot because to. Because Sonic got remade, they've already have the sequel coming out and have already announced and, a number and three. The third movie, yeah. 
Like they succeeded. Yeah, the movie was good. It was so good movie. much by li- because they listened and like uh, I mean I don't want to make this a open invitational for everyone to yell at everything because sometimes people are unreasonable. But a, yeah. a lot of times we're very reasonable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, do it at the right at the right outlets, right? Like, right. Don't, yeah. don't, don't, don't go, go yelling yell at, at individuals on Twitter about, you know, yell, yeah, yell at Capcom. Don't yell at the street writer, you know? Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah, good good yeah. way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway. Okay. So we should have brought that up in the past uh, bit. I'm glad that you thought about it now. Uh, and then uh, just, just to complete the story, as James said, um, Nintendo ended up reversing itself pretty quickly. And so smash went ahead normally at Evo and got to stream it and everything. Um, so that was years ago, nine years ago. Wow. We're so old. We're very old. I remember watching the poll on SRK and the totals being updated in the forums. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Yep. yep. Talking Jesus. about it on IRC. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, so. I just don't think it'll happen this time. I just don't think it'll yeah, happen. Okay. It's a different time. It was a different people, time. Right. One, it's a different time. And two, I think the Sony connection is a big and we're also not even mentioning that Cap- or Capcom, uh, Nintendo has their own Smash circuit ha- partnered with Panda. Theoretically, like, that's still coming. That's still coming. I mean, they announced it. It's coming. It has Melee as well, Smash Ultimate and Melee. Like they they probably don't want something overshadowing whatever their big championship is going to be. Like I said, that's, theoretically, that's also another thought for them. We haven't heard a peep about it since that announcement. I mean, right? you know, there's COVID. They want to run that game in person because Nintendo knows the netcode is shit. It's not like it's a secret to them. And right. doesn't so, exist for Melee. Yeah, yeah and doesn't exist for Melee. So they're probably just holding yeah, off until I mean, things that, are, you it, know, It chill. doesn't exist for Melee. That's a slippy subject, but, you know, I mean. <laughs> not very nice. They're uh, kind of heading nice. on a slippy slope right now. So, um. But I mean, the thing about it is, you even saw some. You made that joke. (laughs) (laughs) And anyways, uh, like even some of the Smash people were like, "Hey, let's run our own Vegas tournament, like uh, around the same time." So, like, it almost seems like that they're trying to uh, to to just do something anyway, you know, despite uh, Nintendo stopping them. Yeah. Right. Right. So whether it's. At, at Evo officially, or just something that's like a side tournament, or takes place in somebody's hotel room, or whatever. Like, I hope that they figure it out in some you way. You know, it would be really funny if they bought the arena because they could sell more tickets than Evo. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so petty. Now, the same weekend as Evo, yep, we got the arena. Now what? Oh, that yeah. would be the pettiest move of all time. Oh, I'm not suggesting I mean, you do that smashing. Not at all. I'm just, I'm I just mean, saying again, if you did it. I, I will it, say, but see, again, I will say there was one year at Evo that literally on Monday after Evo was done, they were talking about signing venues already. So it's already too late. <laughs> right. <laughs> no yeah, way to get um, that venue. So anything else to say about Nintendo itself? In this situation, Nintendo or Smash? Uh, they're big old doofuses. Uh, I understand, though. Like, I actually get it this time, I guess. Not wanting to work with Sony. For whatever reason, they yeah. hate Sony. They always have. They probably always will. I Like, I, yeah, I, I get it. It's not nearly as petty, I think, as what it was previously in 2013. I, I think more people understand it. Yeah, I do agree with you there. I wish that they had a different sort of corporate culture. But knowing their corporate culture, it was a very 
Yeah, it makes it less surprising. Yeah, not surprising. And I mean, look, like when I've talked with people in Nintendo NA, Nintendo of America, they're cool and like they want tournaments to go on. They're they're about it. Uh, that that they are not. My understanding, anyway, is they are not the barrier to stuff like this. But they're also not the ultimate rights holder, of course. Right. That's in Japan. The, the, cr- the craziest thing about it was uh, on on a stream uh, this past weekend. I was talking to the chat and everything, and we were talking about the, the, the Nintendo thing. And even when you take out Smash Brothers, like if you take out the two Smash Brothers games, and this might be kind of what we can talk about a little bit. Uh, yeah. There are like 18 games that I feel like could legit be at Evo this year. <laughs> right, right. So the question is, it's not Smash, but what games will be at Evo? So this is presumably next week they're going to be announcing the games list at Evo, March 8th. Yeah. What is that What is that going to be? What games are going to be there? Is Street you know, Fighter going to be there? James, I, uh, James, you know, said, oh, there could be 18 games. He's not wrong, but I also think this is going to be a really boring lineup. Really? My well, prediction is we're going to get all the expected stuff and then maybe an extra anime game and probably Skullgirls will be the unexpected mm-hmm. one. That's See, that's, I mean, that's what I think. I think it'll be six games everyone expects and then like two surprise, surprises okay. Okay, that aren't that are, big of surprises. What are the six? Like, give me, give me your six. Right. Mm-hmm. Street Fighter V, Tekken 7, uh, Mortal Kombat 11, uh, probably Soul Calibur because they need more than what? one 3D game. Whoa! <laughs> they need they, they want to have more than one 3D game. They have, if they run eight games, let them finish. Um, man. Let, Guilty Gear Strive sure. for sure. Uh, maybe Grand Blue. That might be the surprise anime game. And then I could see like Skullgirls. You are not remembering KOF right now for sure. Skullgirls and then KOF. Okay, that's it. That's that's the lineup. They they might surprise with like a, a Blaze Blue CF. Because it has rollback Dude, now. Dude, you're stuff. you're getting into like eight or nine games now. That's how that's they usually host eight games. Yeah, eight or nine games is usually what they do. Now, I will yeah. say Rick is in charge now. He is the king of combo. Killer Breaker. Instinct has zero chance of getting it. I was throwing <laughs> See, that out there right I, I, now. I'm, well, oh God, you know, I zero percent oh, chance Microsoft does that. You think Microsoft 0%. will pull a Nintendo? I, I think that Microsoft won't want to pay whatever fees Evo charges to have the host games. See, like that's what I think. For me, I think you're missing one crucial game that I actually think has a fantastic chance of getting in there, which okay. is which Ultimate is? Marvel versus Capcom Three. Really? I no really feel like that there is a high no chance way. that that game is going to get in there. I, I will. Cry, throw up, shit, piss, and come all at the same time if that game is announced for Evo. Dude, the resurgence that that game oh has had God. and the amount of views that game will produce, I really kind of think so. No, DNF, a lot of people are talking. Someone yes, mentioned I, the That's chat. the clear. I was just going to bring that up. You guys have not mentioned it yet. DNF isn't out yet. It will be out. Do we have a release date on that? It's like sometime soon, right? Oh, yeah. I What's the no release idea. date, David? I don't think there is one. You know what? I think I'm thinking of something else. Actually, now that I think about it. Yeah. DNF is not. I don't think it has a release yeah, date. Yeah. No, I it's think supposed, I think it's. Yeah. I think it's yeah, generally summer. soon. Yeah, summer. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah. and wasn't there it, just it, a year maybe, recently? Maybe. Oh, go ahead, James. No, I was about to say, wasn't there a year recently that Mortal Kombat didn't make Evo? Yeah. Originally, yeah. 
Um, oh, and that's then, right. And then, then, then they, they did the putting online. It in because that's it actually right. has an online. That's yeah. right. That's right. <laughs> but that's just a thing, right? I mean, like, I feel like all those games legitimately have a chance. Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle has a legitimate chance because that'll probably resurge a little bit. Under Night has a chance. Dragon Ball Fighters has a chance. I actually sure. think Soul Calibur has zero chance uh, mm. to make it in there. Um, I you, feel like you, I mean you might be right. They might put a Dragon Ball Fighters in instead of there's Melty Blood Caliber, Melty Blood type Lumina. Yeah, Melty is still. Yeah, it's not old. Right. I do. I look, man. This is a different regime. But when MVCI was out, MVCI had just previously had a 200 plus man tournament at Frosty Faustings, and then three weeks later, Mr. Wizard came on screen or came out on Twitter and said, "Oh, we didn't have Marvel Infinite because it doesn't have a real scene." Yeah. Right. Well, but again, so, but every other thing like that. But, I mean, I'm assuming they're not. But dude, I'm just it saying. was at it was at Combo Breaker. What was? Wasn't it? Wasn't MVCI at Combo Breaker? Surely it must have been. Yeah, it was. It was at CB, but I, was, I, said, I said Evo. Yeah, I know, but guess who's not at Evo anymore, and guess who is at Evo and now? Saying, I'm assuming things aren't like that. Right, I'm not but saying also that another thing, too. I'm just saying that it's yeah. happened before. There was definitely a lot of implication that Marvel had a lot to do with that as well, right? There so. was implications, but... Who knows what actually happened? Yeah, Virtua Fighter. I mean, that had a re-release recently. Probably Virtua no Fighter chance. is no way in there. No Probably chance. no chance Unless there. Capcom was like, here's three million dollars. <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> you mean Sega? Sega? I mean, Sega. Yeah, damn, dude, Capcom's is on my brain. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, I mean, honestly, I feel like there's a lot of... I mean, like, Grand Blue, I feel like, has to be there because it's never had that crazy tournament, you know? But, again, it's it kind of petered out because of the pandemic era so maybe it won't make it in there but again i think that this is one of the hardest ones to call i really do feel like there's actually a legitimate logical chance for a lot of these games to show up at evo you know i really do because i feel like you know the remember the year that you know they were planning to get go online and then the pandemic canceled evo they were going to do an mvc2 exhibition Right, that's what Tom and Tony yeah, I, wanted. To I, do. I, I hope, I hope they bring that back. But I, I think the idea was tournaments leading up to Evo were going to host MVC two, and then people qualify through that, and then it was an invite right. thing, right? Like the top eight or sixteen. So I don't know if they can pull that off right now. But I, I do hope they try to do that again. That would be sick. Yeah. All so, right. So for uh, sure, I mean, these the, games. Oh, go on. No, I was about to answer the question in the chat. I think Tom and Tony told us that Sony has no plans of like influencing what games make it in and stuff. That that it's it's straight up just they get to put in whatever the hell they want, basically. That they have no intention of doing the other thing. That's what they said. All right, these games are in for sure. All right, Street Fighter Five, Tekken Seven, King of Fighters Fifteen, Guilty Gear Strive. Those are, can we agree that those are for sure in there? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I okay. Agree. And then, and then after that, I think that there's like a second, a second tier of potential likeliness. And I would say, in that, in my opinion, are are Dragon Ball, are um, if DNF duels out. I don't know. I mean, presumably Evo like finds out in advance like, if it's going to be out. Right. Yeah. If yeah. if so, it will probably be in there. If not, obviously it's it can't be. But if so, it's going to be in that second tier. Um, right. And Grand then, Blue, uh, probably. yeah, Grand Blue's in that tier, probably. Melty's in that tier. And then I think games like, oh, and, and MK's in that tier. And then after that, BB Tag, BBCF, Skullgirls, I feel like are 
just are like it outside of that maybe in tier three of likeliness so like i wouldn't be surprised to see any of those but i also don't think it's as likely that they happen as as you know certainly the first tier or the second tier i don't think caliber's making it i agree with you james um, as much as that hurts that me <laughs> yeah I, I get it I, I don't think i don't think virtual fighters happening hell no I mean, obviously, also a good game, but like, I just don't think that that's happening. Yeah, that's so, not a shot at the game. Is yeah, the right. It's not that big. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, I mean, that's that's my sort I, of ranking of how likely these are. All right. So I'm just Sam, putting Sam it out Cho's there. not making it. Not happening. Yeah, I'm just no putting way. it out there right now. My surprise pick that I just have this. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know anything. I'm not gonna bet somebody knowing the result. Okay, it's just not gonna happen. Um, I, my guess is going to be that Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3 is going to be there. Dang. I'm just making the wild, I'm making the wild call right now. It's just, it feels like such a Rick thing to do that (laughs) I, I, I just have this belief. That's all. That's all. If that happened, I really hope that I would get to commentate finals because then I'll just retire from commentary forever. Dude, it would be great to see you up there for sure. But it's not happening, so I'm no, not worried about it. So uh, I, I don't expect Persona. I mean, it's coming out, but as we'll, we'll talk about it in just a little bit, actually. But um, I don't expect that that will be back. So, yeah, look, if, if DNF, I mean, honestly, if DNF <laughs> Duel is going to be out before. Announced, yeah, right. If, if DNF Duel comes out before Evo, like, it's in tier one of making it. Like, that, it'll be there in my in Yeah, my yeah. View. Yeah, for sure. But again, I don't know if it will be Advertising out. move, just what like if, What if, rather than Super Smash Bros, there's going to be another platform fighter? Right. Do you think... Mm-hmm. Do it you won't think, be Brawlhalla. Okay, not Brawlhalla. It could be, could be Rivals of Ether. What if Multiverses is going to be out by then? Oh, what, if, what about that? I, I, I would be shocked if that was it. What about, uh, I don't what think about, it'll be Brawlhalla because they have their own thing and they don't need or probably want to participate with Evo. Nickelodeon, like Nickelodeon, All Star Brawl. I, I, I would, I would expect <laughs> multiverses before that. Yeah, I agree with that. And oh, I don't think multiverses has a chance. Oh, that's a good question. I mean, I know we're out of time here, but Chusa Stoa, Stoa asks, what about a Tekken 8 trailer? What kind of crazy... Anna- uh, we're so far away from Evo, we don't have to talk about it. Yeah, we'll yes, talk about we'll Evo talk about when that. Evo yeah, time yeah, happens. For sure, for sure. Yeah, and, okay. and, and next week, I think all any of us expect is that they're going to talk about what will be at Evo, not right. like... Of course, of course. Yeah, going yeah. game trailers or anything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, there you go. So, you want to bring on this here Kinder Party? Absolutely. Bring on the boy. Let's take a break. When we come back, uh, Kinder Party, a.k.a. the Great Kingini, uh, will be on. So be right back, guys. Welcome back, everybody, to the Tuesday Show. We are now on our interview segment, and this week we are bringing on, as you can see on the side, the Great Kingini. Who is that? (laughs) Also known as Mr. Kinder Party. Kinder Party, hello. Welcome to the stream. <laughs> What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. What's up, mommy? First and Yo, foremost, thanks for the gift subs. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for the gift subs. Uh, what's the reason for the gift subs again? Oh, uh, <laughs> I said I love cheap pops, which is right. a wrestling term for 
easy cheers, you know? So it's oh, like, okay. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, okay. Yeah. I thought it had something to do with cereal or something like that. I, 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 yeah. I, I stuffed James, unfortunately, with my uh, like a... <laughs> oh, I shaved for this. Oh, you look great. Uh, yeah, I mean, you guys yeah. look great. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly I like, look, I'm grinning looking at you guys. Yeah, you look I great, dude. I don't look great, but thank you. Hey, but you guys great, look man. fantastic. You're beautiful. You're beautiful, man. Absolutely. Yeah, man. I haven't seen you in in I don't know a few years. <laughs> we, uh, my so so my wife and I were going to a wedding of, of a friend in Boonies, Minnesota. I don't yeah. remember the name of the town. And and we drove back in uh, for our flight uh, into like near the city, and we met up with these two dudes on the bottom, um, just like get a couple drinks before before our flight. At we the sure did. Yeah, we got a GameWorks. Yeah. GameWorks. Yeah, there you go. GameWorks. Yeah. They rest in peace. No, it doesn't exist anymore. There you go. That was an awesome surprise. You don't know this, but yeah, living in cool. the in the cold wastes of Minnesota, those small pleasures you have to stretch for weeks. So you you kept Tupperware and I alive for weeks. By uh, I mean, that that's that's ride. why you, that's why you got to get your cheap pops, man. You know, yeah. absolutely, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Another yeah, time and money, man. All right, man. Well, uh, want to tell us about your FGC origins? How you got started with all this mess, and we can go on from there. Uh, yeah, uh, well, my first, like, super, like, like, obsessive FCC game was definitely Street Fighter 4. I was no niner. Uh, I, beforehand, was a diehard RTS player, and, um, that's where my name came from. Yeah, I still am. And that's where my name came from, Kinder Party. It's actually from an RTS game. And, um, I just... I I I got Street Fighter 4 on Steam like when it dropped on like a sale and before before this I had only really played like a lot of GGPO but like really are we do we cuss you can swear yeah watch yeah, it. Shitty, yeah. shitty games shitty games shitty games terrible games horrible games <laughs> just the unimaginably bad games like Marvel 1 Street Fighter 3 you know just like yes. boot it up just yes. yeah Play whatever, you know, like, and we played it a lot. Like, it, it was so awesome. So then I was like, okay, I'll do the same thing with Street Fighter 4. And I just became obsessed with it. It was crazy. I don't know how it took over. And then um, StarCraft 2 dropped, Wings of Liberty. That was 2010 and, uh, or two, 28, 2000. When did Street Fighter 4 come out? 2009, right? 2009, I believe, yeah. yeah. And in 2010, it was Super, right? Yeah. Yeah. They dropped the same year, and I was super hooked on on StarCraft 2, and I was, like, really, really grinding hard on it. And then Super dropped, and I just, like, couldn't believe my eyes. I literally, I got an Xbox, like, I was like, I'm going to play this. Like, this is going to be my new life now. <laughs> and uh, that, from there, like, I, I, I started running into tournaments. I ran into this dude. He was living in Kentucky named K-Jock. He's, like, a, a vampire savior legend. That's a K-Jock. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome guy. He's basically my first friend in the FTC, I would say, basically. Uh, we got to hanging out, and uh, he started getting me to more tournaments. And, um, you know, by the, I was at my first major tournament, like first quote-unquote major. I guess it was like more like a regional. With Seasons Beatings, I think it was four or five. I don't remember. It was the one where Jago beat Daigo, and it was like oh, totally yeah, yeah, insane. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was there. There's I was this, there. yeah, that was like there's this crusty YouTube video on, and like I, you could see me sitting <laughs> right behind it, like on the couch, and I'm like glued <laughs> to the set. And it's like me and my friends, and we're just like, ah, we got robbed that tournament. It was so crazy. What? Like, 
No, our whole car got robbed. Like oh, everything oh, out of it. No. it was so <laughs> intense, man. Like I got bodied up too. FGC. Good old classic Literally, FGC, yeah. I got smashed in the bracket. Like I got perfected by uh this guy and his friends were like popping off on me super hard. It was so insane. Like he was doing like the Dawson dance. And by like, the way, by the way, at least if you go to Evo this year, you don't have to worry about getting smashed there. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Congratulations, <Anyways>. everybody! <laughs> yeah, I missed that. Awesome. Missed that, James. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that was my first like tournament experience, and then like I just decided, okay, this is still gonna be my life. And uh, well, by the time Marvel, like, man, when Marvel Three was dropping, oh my god, we were obsessive. We were driving around town, hunting for early releases, like, dude, because we lived in this crap college town, Richmond, Kentucky. It's just so hard to have any fun at all, really. <laughs> and we were just hunting for this game because we knew that was all we were going to do. And, of course, we didn't get it early. But when I finally got it, I showed up at this Walmart at midnight. They were all so confused why I was there <laughs> asking for this game. And then they had the guy there, and I was like, cool, I'll take five. The Bible. I just, like, like, so many of them. Yeah. I could, I knew I was gonna like give them to people. Yeah. Oh, it was so in- infectious, and uh, it's really the team building, and that sort of fed into my like current obsession, which is King of Fighters. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh man, yeah, it's it's nasty. That game is so nasty. But we'll talk about that. Oh yeah, we will, man. And uh, I I really like got obsessed with um, the physical grueling travel in the midwest to go to tournaments i was going to at one point three tournaments a week sometimes because i would drive out to louisville i would drive out to indianapolis to get beat up by dual kevin and then i'd drive out to cincinnati and get beat up by all those guys how how long are all those drives three states uh from lexington i would say it's about an hour and a half to uh, louisville and about hour and a half to to uh, cincinnati and in indianapolis it's about three hours I forget Jeez. how small states on the on the east coast yeah, and the west. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I would pack three and a week because they would do the weekly. So you know we would do that, and that's that was just the life for like life. a while. But that's, all the hard work paid off, right? Because little <laughs> this little guy that pa- played Arthur from the Midwest beat a juggernaut named Justin Wong, right? Yeah. In tournament. It, in tournament. Yeah. Which event was that? <laughs> He's got to take a swig before he tells this story. That was <laughs> that was final round. That was final round 2012. He got knocked into loser somehow by this Magneto player. Um, it was like I want to say that's that's March, right? So it was a couple months after Ultimate had, had really started kicking up. I think there was like a, an Apex tournament in January, uh, but really, you know, because it only just dropped in November or something like that. So. Uh, Starts in 2012. Final round was really the big one, right? There's 424 people there. It was huge. It was Damn. packed, and people were passing out on Nas drinks. It was crazy. <laughs> and then there we were at, because you know, final round. It also was when they filmed the finals of Cross Assault, so it went crazy late. <laughs> and they had the big check, and Nerd Josh was there. Nerd Josh is one of my heroes. Shout out to Nerd Josh. I hope you see this at some point because you know I love you, man. But it was so crazy seeing him get that check, and it's just a surreal experience. OMG, it's Andre is running my bracket, so he's disappearing. Oh, it's going God. so late. It's a total <laughs> yeah, disaster. Where he disappeared to stealing credit cards. Literally, oh, literally, right. Justin and I were playing at two in the morning, and this oh, was like what? losers. Yes, guys, this was like losers 
semis. This was not even losers finals. So we're playing. Somehow I beat him. Nobody's gonna know this until the next morning. <laughs> <laughs> and literally, no we have there, no one there to pop off for you. We have to come like, back uh, in four hours and play losers finals when oh. the morning opens at seven thirty. And uh, yeah, and uh, I called my mom at like three in the morning. I was like, "Listen." This went down. I was telling her all this stuff because I didn't know who else to tell. I called K-Jock, of course, immediately. I was like, bro, you're not going to believe this. I just beat Justin. This is crazy. And, uh, yeah, I lived it up. It was a great time. Uh, That whole year was crazy because Penny Arcade, which is who I was originally repping. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. They, the forum, shout out to the forum, shout out to Knob, shout out to all those guys who hooked me up uh, with an Unreal Falcon, all that Unreal support because they actually sent me to Evo and uh, raised like $750 to send me. It was crazy. Yeah, like you were, you were sponsored by the Penny Arcade forums. Yeah, I was just about to That's ask, right. what's the story behind that actually? Yes, so. for, for the Evo, which is, I mean, I would say probably my crowning achievement of the game playing part of my life was like that Evo 2012. I, I crawled all the way to 13th place out of like 1,300 people, and Not it was bad, man. It was dragging Arthur every d- dog dirt <laughs> of the way. Uh, By the way, that... not to interrupt you, but KP is my trade. KP is my training partner, and Bobby thinks he's gonna beat me. Come on, come I on. can play Bobby's team, and I've I've body Bobby. No offense, come on. I love you, Bobby. I mean, last time I, I played, Bobby. I beat him too. That's why I got mad and challenged me. So. I can play his team exact, so uh, don't worry, we're good. <laughs> Yeah, easy, easy. Oh my goodness. So, yeah, that I was mean, my crying. What, what was it about Marvel Three that stood out to you? I mean, you mentioned a little bit about like the team building aspect of it. Absolutely. Because I mean, obviously, you know, we'll get into this a little bit. You know, you were a major player in the Marvel Lives movement, et cetera, et cetera. So, like, obviously, you know. you, you turned <laughs> Marvel into like your thing it was like your like what was my it life yeah what was it about the game that appealed to you that much well i would say coming from an rts background i think and this is something i thought was really interesting about f champ uh we don't really get along with much but one thing that i think is really interesting about him is he was a warcraft 3 player and uh the, his approach to the game is really like you can tell uh, i have very similar interest in it to it it's basically like I remember standing at my job, horrible job, terrible job. You know, I'm, I'm at college, right? And I'm working too, right? So I'm doing, guys, you know, I don't, you mostly know me, Tupperware, you definitely know me. I do not come from money. I do not have any background of that at all. So this whole time I was working one job and going to school. And then when I graduated, I was working two jobs uh, for this entire time. And uh, I did not have a day off of my schedule for literally like 10 months. Uh, and basically stand here at the counter working this cash register. My feet are hurting. I'm screaming inside internally, but all I can think of in my brain is moving characters around assists, like <laughs> so many dynamic pieces to this game and ways to approach it. And just, it's just unbelievably fascinating to me. So whenever, you know, I could just think about Marvel three, it could be endless, man. Like stuff that I did not care about ever playing. I would just think about because I was fascinated oh, that, that it exists. That super resonates with me. I used to work overnights mm-hmm. at a home, 12 hour shifts. The kids would be asleep and I had notebooks full of Marvel theory, like four of them stacked. Dang. Watch every that, YouTube that video, anything, any scrap, resonates. any scrap of match that's on YouTube. Watch it. Just watch it. Don't, don't even think about it. It's, just, it's already watched. I've already watched it. This is how it was for years. 
talk talk more about the connection between Marvel and RTS. So you you played you played War Three. Did what else did you play? So my first game, my first game that I ever like super obsessed over, and the first time I ever met someone who was in real life a cheater. Oh. I'm, broke me and it set me on the path of light that i've been on for the rest of my life uh so that's how you know i've worked for every w i've ever had and justin wong knows that and that's why we're friends also um there's a uh so i battle for middle earth amazing rts it's so baby it basically it basically simplifies so many aspects of rts that as a younger person is really easy to get into okay? Mm, okay so that i i obsessed over and i i laddered like grotesque amounts of games i think i got to like top 10 on one of the ladders Sick. i met my friend in real life i went over to his house he was higher ranked than me and i watched him pull his plug out of his computer and disconnect to like dodge a loss and i was like <laughs> no buddy ends here man ends here wow ends here that's what I'm about to do. dirty side of uh, of gaming early, and then I, I turned to the path of light, and then so I got into a game called uh, Company of Heroes, oh, yeah. which is where my name came from. Kinder Party, one of the units. Whenever you click on him, he's like, "You think this is Kinder Party?" And I, I don't know, thought it was oh, funny. Dang. So I kept okay, it up. okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yep. yeah, and then just like sort of, I jumped from RTS. I I played Dawn of War. Uh, I played. Uh, I did not play Brood War because I I don't hate myself. But I do play StarCraft 2, and I do love watching Brood War, and I do love playing... I watch so much StarCraft 2. I think that's really, if anything, I could say, like, Marvel 3, insanely watchable. You can watch so many games, and it's mm-hmm. so diverse in content, like, you could just absorb it, right? And I feel really the same way about RTS games and RTS matches. You look like a game like StarCraft 2, and you're like, how... Okay, there's three factions here. Like, okay... Right. What are you going to get into here, right? And then it's like, oh my god, you watch one weekend of tournaments that, that goes on, and it's it's unbelievable what these guys and gals get into. So, um, yeah, it's just like addicting that kind of peace building and sliding things around and, and, and thinking of things less as like these big stoic, like, because another game I've been playing a lot recently called Age of Empires 4, you have to play a lot of different factions, right? It's not so singular. I really like that because it kind of reminds me of fighting games where, like, I, I like the idea of not sinking so much into a main, you know, and, like, kind of being able to slide characters around a little bit. So, sure, yeah, that appeals to me a lot, I think. I think that's cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I come from a similar background of of the, the first games that I took seriously competitively were definitely RTS. Um, and I kept playing them throughout the, basically all the 2000s. And it wasn't... I mean, there were many years there where I was as much a fighting game player as I was an RTS player. Like, that was, it was about even for me for quite a while. Uh, so I played a ton of Brood War. I played probably more Warcraft 3. Warcraft 3 is awesome. Um, but, I man, also I, punishing. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and I think, like, yeah, I mean, the audiovisuals of it, I still... I, I Timeless. Still, like, hugely influential on me. But but the, the the thing the thing that I noticed eventually was that it didn't have as much diversity in terms of like the high level options that are re- like realistically available to you uh, as games like um, like Brood War, but then also as fighting games. And so like that was part of why I ultimately went more into fighting games. The, um, like, you know, like the, the high tier options like Q and Third Strike, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly right. Yeah, I was not thinking your wines in life. I've seen yeah. enough Zerg register. I need to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was I was the Zerg doing the rushing. To be clear, 
<laughs> yeah. Um, I was out there having a party. Uh, and anyway, so, I mean, I, I think uh, we're, we're not the only people I know who come from that kind of a background. And I, I think that there is a lot of crossover in terms of the strategic decisions yeah. that you can make. Do you, do you feel that way, too? I mean, you, you talked about the moving pieces around, but, like, how, how do you feel about how the, the strategy, like, right. is, is similar or not? Man, uh, I think it's – I think you look at a character like Magneto, and it's like, man, he's got it all. And what do you do with a, guy, a character who's got it all? You can do anything with it, right? So it's like there's there's, there's all these characters, or there's these char- this one character that can be represented in all these different play styles. Like, you got a Frank G. Magneto, which is just like crazy aggro and like super obsessive about just constantly going in. And it's like not so precise, you know, but very scrambling, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And then you have, uh, I would say, which is like the, I don't know, it's the Blastoise version of Frank G., which is like Yipes, right? Who's like, just movement is like instinct right it's like this you know this version of of you know it's just seamless magneto right like always knows what it wants to do and is very very accurate and uh maybe not optimal right it's not super optimal but consistent and and optimal whenever it really needs to be and then obviously like f champ uh magnetos which are like super calculated and, and always going for these like very specific setups and uh changes that from player to player right like they're really they really do do that that that's something that's really cool um, yeah, so i made a podcast to talk about it <laughs> that's what i did <laughs> i was like man but some well, other yes. people will talk about this too <laughs> yeah let's 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 talk about this so there was a period of time when marvel kind of started falling off a little bit um, it wasn't that nobody was playing it, but it wasn't like as big as it was. Um, well, the netcode was trash. The netcode was trash, slow. and also yes. that was also just the time that Zero and Virgil were kind of dominating, yes. right? Yeah. Oh my! All right, all right. Well, God. I, I, <laughs> I mean, I don't need to tell the story. So, can 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 you tell the story about how the podcast that you did oh called Marvel God. Lives came about? I have the best visual representation that I'll have forever for this because uh, the last UFGT. I do believe. I th- I think it had to have been a lot. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. There was one year Brightside got second. That was, was that. A, yeah, that was at UFGT. Was it, it was UFGT? Brightside, Brightside got second. Yeah. I don't know if it was X or not. I don't know if it was the last one or not. But it was. Uh, it was the first one with Ultra Ultimate. No. Anyway, people well, are saying anyways. Eight. People are saying eight. eight. I think eight yeah. sounds right. Eight sounds good okay. to me. Um, man, it was so magical, and he he was hometown hero. And he was just so brilliant and doing all this stuff. And that tournament for me was also personally really awesome. Like I got to uh, I got to beat Sanford Kelly, and he yelled at me. It was awesome. <laughs> beat beat Ricky Ortiz, who also yelled at me. It was awesome. It's a great time. <laughs> I think, I'm pretty sure that was the tournament you and I met actually in person. I I believe it. Absolutely, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Man, it was amazing, and uh, sure enough, we go all the way to the grand finals, and Brightside has to face Chris G, and Chris G lost in the first round. He, what? Hmm? He lost to Wintnell. He lost to Wintnell, oh. who's also awesome. Wintnell's awesome, and yes. uh, I would hate to fight Wintnell first round, but if you're Chris G, probably got this, you know? Yeah. This, you expect this. This is not, like, in his, like, super dominant streak, but he's, like, I don't know, I mean, he pretty much is, actually. And uh, you, you expect he's going to win the tournament. He beats everybody else 3-0. Wow. He got mad. All <laughs> the way to the grand finals. 
And then he clobbers Brightside. And I mean, like, it's so sad to see Spider-Man try to fight this because it's impossible, right? Like, it's yeah. just really, it's it's impossible. And uh, the ballroom just leaves. Like, it's like, right. it, there's like so many Suck games left to play. Nobody's watching. Nobody, like, everybody just walk like, in droves. They walk out. Walk out. They're not going to watch Chris G do this to another one. And, like, it that represented so many feelings for I think how people felt uh, with that game. It was like the Tom Brady effect times, like a oh, gajillion because right. you just didn't. And it was hard to talk about it every week too. Don't get me wrong; it's not easy. But uh, it is. Uh, yeah, it was. It was. It was fun because I want to. I want to give a huge shout out to Persia, who obviously. Did all the graphics, he did all the slides, he did a ton of work and was very supportive in general just of the whole concept. And then also, everybody who we had along as cast members we had SBK, we had uh, Potato Salad, Merkel, uh, Rambam, Raidbot, uh, Airborne, Ray Ray, who showed up for one episode and never showed up ever again, which was hilarious. <laughs> but we still had to include him in the crew because it's funny. Uh, and then, like, countless guests, right? So many crazy guests right. like kbr was on when he was crashing at my couch uh it was just like all kinds of you know guests that we had on and, and did all these different things uh so tremendous personal experience obviously and then as as i've heard you know from many people this is a very impactful way to get back into the community because yeah. you know we just kind of kept the conversation going you know a little bit i try not to be uh as potato salad would say it too cigar chompy about it you know like oh, say you know like we're not like <laughs> like trying to drum it up too hard because it's not what we really value in the marvel community is not being corny you know that's really what you try to do you just try not to be corny you just try to let the game speak for itself because really that's what it does you know like it's kind of like Good pro wrestling, you know, good pro wrestling is going on. You don't need all the nonsense really attached to it. It's just like, yeah, this is awesome. Like, great. Yeah, you, you don't watch need it. cheap pops. It, it, well, sometimes you need cheap pops, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I, don't know. I was hoping I was right with the reference, but I was like, nope. <laughs> I need the cheap pops. But, uh, yeah, absolutely. You're absolutely right. It's just clean. You know, you're like, you just show it. It's, it's combat sport. It's fun. It's entertaining. You show it to anybody. And they're like, okay, this was cool. I had a good time. And that's what a, that's what a Marvel 3 match is. You show it in front of yeah. somebody, and they're like, <sighs> don't really understand what's going on necessarily. You know, they're just like, okay, this is cool. You just like, hear, foot, foot, and then everyone in the audience goes, <laughs> And that's it, yeah. Magneto's doing flying karate kicks and Doom is like chopping people in the neck. It's crazy. Hulk is like screaming. Uh, it's infectious, man. It's really infectious. I really like yeah. what you said about it going at Evo. Uh, but uh, <laughs> you don't believe it either. <laughs> you don't think it's <laughs> You know, it makes sense. I'll, I'll give you the credit because it makes sense. I agree. Mm. I agree. I would say that it makes so much sense. If if things were about other things and just things, as you guys talked, we we're not going to talk yeah. anymore about rights because y'all did plenty. You did a great job. Uh, I was watching the whole time. Maybe it could happen, but uh, I don't know, man. It's, just, <laughs> it's a it's a seems it's a, unlikely. It's a pipe dream. I will admit it. But like I said, it just feels like a Rick kind of. Shout out to Tampa Never Sleeps. Yeah. Shout out yeah, to Tong. Exactly. Jason long, out there in the chat. How long did you do the Marvel Lives podcast for? Four years. Dang, now, was it that long? Jeez. I mean, I, I 
I remember because this was when MVCI was about to come out. Like we knew it was coming, and you know we were hoping for a new sequel. You and Persia were like helping run circuits and all this other stuff, and you guys. I remember you got really burnt out doing a lot of this stuff too. But then MVCI came out, and you know, like just put it. Let's just say it fizzled, right? Like, I mean, how hard of a, a of a time was that for you know you guys having put in all that work and to see that kind of reception happen for the game? <sighs> you know, really, it was like an impossible task for anybody to try to manage expectations for. Um, is really the thing because. So I was there for the whole timeline. Okay. So again, yeah. shout out to Persia. She uh, really wanted me to be a part of the original announcement because we thought there was a, there was a really big sniff that this was going to get announced at PSX. So she helped we pay thought, for it. And everybody inside knew. We all I mean, knew. We did, right? There so like, it was like, if there was, they we, smacked we got to the be face. there, right? Like we got to be there. So like, she was like, let's go. She, she helped pay for my ticket and we went and uh, yeah, we were there. We like, got to see this. Uh, and sure enough, we were there for Mega Man's foot, and I, hu I hugged Ninja Nom. It was a sweet, beautiful moment. He's a sweet, beautiful man. Uh, <laughs> and, we, and we watched the trailer, and I was like, ah, just Marvel, baby! Like, it's yeah. there! Like, okay! Don't prove it. I really, I really I took a long look at it, and I was like, Thumbs up here. <laughs> you know, I didn't really know what was up. It, but, it, it uh, feels a lot like when uh, Callisto kind of reacted to Sakura, Sakura <laughs> when her first animations kind of showed up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Callisto, by the way. Uh, oh, another yeah. another great one. Another great one. I'm just going to pack as many shots into my segment as I can. <laughs> um, there's there's also so like there's this feeling of like what's going to be different, right? Because we went to E3. And uh, that was awesome because uh, we we got to go like in in partial representation with Misfits through uh, Angelic who was with Ooh, Misfits. Right. So they gave us our Airbnb, all these great opportunities, and we we did. We went and checked it all out, and we were there. We grinded those boosts, man. And I was covering all this stuff, and I was like trying to get info out, and people were just berating me, like smashing. Oh smashing on me and i'm doing my best i'm like whatever forget this like were they calling I, you a I, shill and stuff oh like absolutely that? oh no yeah, anybody yeah. had anything positive to say about the game dragon ball fighters showed up at e3 so it yeah. was all kinds of yeah. messy and uh man just like managing all those expectations was so impossible and then uh you know getting getting to play the game though i was like this is freaking sick like the reason why i really get on into king of fighters besides the fact that it's a a, a, a team game is I am addicted to the short hops in Marvel Infinite. Like that is such a sick mechanic. It is so yeah. much fun. It adds the the movement dynamic. It adds like it it does make it hard for me to play Marvel Three again because I actually really miss that. Like I, I don't play like super. I play like Wolverine and Spencer and stuff. Like I don't really get around the air that much, so it's really not for me. And then like have that that short hop like make Thanos like kind of cool in a way that was otherwise really not available to him. So. You know, I really love the game, and I was just being genuine. And uh, unfortunately, that's just the way the internet is sometimes. And that sentiment only carried through, you know, about uh, you know the whole game's life. So, <laughs> so I mean, can, I don't know if you, how much you want to talk about this, but you kind of stepped away from it eventually. You're a little burned out. Um, can you talk about like what happened with that? 
Yeah, so 2017 was basically the most insane year of my life, right? Because I got this 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 crazy wave, right? And I hit, I moved to Minnesota. That was the first big real change personally for me. We we picked up from Kentucky and moved out to Minnesota. Shout out to me and Saltine. Who helped me get that opportunity. I love you, Ben. And uh, another shout out. And then there's a, uh, uh, a quality Evo, which we then, I get to commentate. Persian, I get to open the show. It's awesome. Get to play in uh, pools. I beat Clockwork. It was sick. Uh, get all the way <laughs> to winner's finals. I lose to No Life, who gets top eight that tournament. So that's awesome. And then in loser's finals, I lose Clockwork. So how can you complain about losing <laughs> Clockwork, right? Uh, so that was an awesome tournament. I was like, this is great. This is amazing. This is the coolest thing ever. There's all this drama going on with the MVCI, but whatever. Figure it out. That's coming up in you know October. My fiance gets incredibly sick. Like, incredibly oh, sick. Oh, no. Yeah, this is September. So this happens basically a month right before uh, this big game is about to come out. And she's the one who moved out to Minnesota. And she really did get, like, basically, you know, she had very, very serious cancer. We didn't know about this. Yeah, but we were lucky. It was tough. And we had a lot of great help from the community. They really did really, really, really step up for us. Like, man... It's an amazing story because she went through a really tough fight, 15 rounds of chemo. She's just a strong woman and really just did a beautiful job with it. So I had all these things going on and really like I wanted to still do this Marvel stuff because it was what made me really happy. Right. So it was still this incentive. I grinded it out a little bit. I got top eight out of combo breaker for MVCI. I got to commentate that. I, I mean, beat not enough damage for the first time ever. He's beat, it's like 25 and one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's gotta he, hold that one he beat me in my first ever evo that one that i got 13th he put me into losers uh so that was an awesome tournament and i so i, I felt really like i had a great time playing thanos venom which is a team i really enjoyed and i just said you know i gotta do other stuff for a little while and then like, figure the rest out with my life and uh that's really what i started to get into and i really felt comfortable doing that because this was also a time when air dash club who's another really amazing amazing supporter of the scene uh shout out to darren uh k brad they really they put in so much work to put on these really amazing events and they were affected by covid and all these different things that just happened they were they were they guys they had their event was going to be planned for like march 17th or something right like we're talking like ground zero man like just just such an insane thing to happen for them and for all the work that they put in so it was really tough to see then like like Darren he's gonna have to he was gonna have to take a break too he's got to step away and it felt terrible to do this but Tong was there and and Tam- Tampa never sleeps they were right there man and and they they grinded in this insane way to run tournaments and we've been watching for them for so long and they've grown to the status of what they can do uh, as a team you know traveling and broadcasting and doing all this stuff and then also the, t- the actual product they put on the tournament's amazing super high quality play on parsec which is so hard to manage and really elevate the players you know do this fun free thing that has all this prestige you just can't help you be impressed right so it's cool it's awesome like it really sucks that i got pulled away and it and i really really want to find my way back in a different way you know i don't i don't know how that's going to look like yet uh hopefully uh top eight evo king of fires 15 obviously that would be a best case scenario <laughs> best case scenario i really miss commentary man and i watch a lot of esports watch a ton of esports um through starcraft 2 mostly yeah oh well, yeah i used to watch a lot of hearthstone i really put that to bed unfortunately uh but you know i i really yeah i miss that part of it though i miss that the analysts and sure. the casting and stuff mm-hmm. 
So. Well, I'm I'm glad that um that you talked about hey, this a hey, little bit because just a, as a quick thing, notes to ourselves. When we do a KOF Commentator Cup, let's get this guy in there. <laughs> All right, make it happen. <laughs> uh, look, I'm, I'm glad that you talked about this a little bit because it's something that we don't often talk about. Just, you know, having other things that happen in your life that necessitate that you kind of take a step away from playing fighting games for a while. And, you know, that's, like, okay. Like, even if it's something that you'd rather, you'd rather not do. Like, you'd rather have, you know, you'd rather just the things that you love. But, like, that happens to all of us. I've, I've been there in the past. I'm sure many of us have been there in the past. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you're willing to sort of open up about that a little bit. And you never know. It's good. It's, sorry, James, go ahead. No, no, no. I just wanted to ask, uh, and your, and your wife right now or fiance is doing well, right? So she is, she's doing phenomenally well. She's okay. doing kind great. Body that shit. She okay. did buy that shit. It was impressive. She it that was shit. crazy. Good, good, good. It was intense. Yeah. yeah. She did a great job. So we are healthy and, and doing better. And what I've been really working on personally, and that's what I've been getting back into is like games a little bit is especially with rts like i i like to say this like so i know that people who like anybody who don't really doesn't really know me and appreciate me would just like hear this and be like okay dude and, like walk away but i played 900 games of starcraft last year like i played so many games like i was obsessed and what i've been really Aren't really games really like an hour long too just to clarify that they, i mean they can be they're can not be, thankfully not usually Age of Empires 4, definitely, which is why I've been putting that, I've been putting that on the show for a minute. I'm coming back to StarCraft 2. Um, but yeah, it was it was grueling. Well, what and about I, Tarkov? That shit's in bed, bro. <laughs> All right. That shit's in, they're, they're, in, they're down bad right now. All right. If, all right. You, know, you know where they're at. So Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, they're down bad right now. And uh, no, I've, I've really been playing a lot of uh, King of Fighters. Shout out to my boy Durison, who I've been playing like basically one on one. It's just like grinding. Just uh, I'm playing uh, Ralph, who's amazing. Please do not nerf Ralph. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. Mm. He'll be fine. Terry mm. Bogard, look at that guy. Look at Terry Bogard. Look at Vanessa. Ralph's fine. He's great. Love Ralph. Uh, Maxima, awesome. Just like my a, man. A, Oh, dude, dream character, dream character. Like you, tailor made. Just print him out, beautiful. Just and then and then Antonov, dude. Are you killing me? Like, okay. like <laughs> dude, <laughs> three grappler types. Antonov makes like me sweat. And two grapplers. Antonov makes me sweat. He's such a perfect character. It's unbelievable how they can make this character and put him in. I I saw his design in fourteen. Sure, in fifteen. I'm here. Like I'm here. I, I'm packing my bag. My stick is dusted off. Like it is a great time. I'm I'm enjoying the hell out of that game. Well, you got two and a half characters there on that team. So uh, good luck. Yeah, he <laughs> sucks. Cool. As uh, somebody who's been playing a lot of Maxima as well, I, I he's not up there with Ralph and Antonov. He's dry, that. dude. He's super dry. Like, <laughs> I, he's quick, I agree. I don't know. I, that's the thing. Is like I was looking at him. Like I'm, I'm looking at Clark. Uh, I'm looking like looking at some other characters who I could definitely play middle. Ralph, I'll probably just move middle so I can just burn more EX and supers because it'll just do half their health. Uh, that's really cool. Um, so but here's, here's the thing. So this is what's fascinating, right? I look at the game of King of Fighters and I'm like, I have questions. Right. And I'm like, mm -hmm. whoa. Mm -hmm. Whoa. Because I did also really enjoy MK11. The thing that I really don't love about NRS games, and I played them all. I played them all, actually. I played, except for 9. I didn't play 9, but I played 10. I played Injustice 1. I played Injustice 2. I hosted Injustice 1 tournament in my dorm. Uh, I played uh, MK11. Like, all of them. Uh, yeah. and, and, like, 
I just cannot stand practicing the nuances that make you a good NRS game player. That shit is irritating to me. So <laughs> I uh, shout to shout to Ultra David, who also <laughs> I gotta tell the story, man. You you bully the hell out of me. You are involved in one of my most what now? You bully the hell out of me. You're, oh, okay. I thought you said something else. Right, yeah, go we, we we got some games in. You're involved in one of my formative experiences in fighting games because I played a re- basically only, you know, I, I did play Sh- Super Street Fighter 4, but I really didn't have any idea what I was doing. Uh, Marvel 3, you could up back. You could up back. Right. Up back. Jump back. Up back anything. Doesn't matter. It's fine. You're good. Doesn't matter. It's so easy. It just makes it so easy for you. Push guard. You're out. Good. Go play. Go play the game. Uh, man, I ate so many bites to stay in roundhouses. Like, just. I don't know. <laughs> a dozen. And he sent me a message and he was like, block the media. <laughs> I was like I was like, what are you talking about? I'm trying to get out of this. Like this is impossible. And he's like, block media. <laughs> <laughs> now I've been unpacking oh, that man. for uh, nine years. <laughs> and uh, I'm ready to I'm ready to win Evo. Ready to win Evo. All right, yeah. man. So, well, good luck with your with your plan I mean, to win Evo and JLF. You you, you already answered the question that I that I always ask, which is where did your game handle come from, right? I mean, you've got great Kingini now. Yeah, what's that uh, about? <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, well, uh, so I was I used to play Dead by Daylight a lot. That's like when I was streaming really heavy. I played a lot of Dead by Daylight. Um, there was a guy in one of the games, and I was looking for a new tag because I, I was just I don't know why. You know how it is. Yeah, yeah. Hunt a new tag, and uh, this guy was in my match, and he was named the Great Bongini. And I was like, "That's really funny. That's really funny." <laughs> and I'm using all these King monikers. I'll throw King on the front, and it's really funny when people say it. So <laughs> that's where I picked it up. That's so, where I picked it up. My last question for you, though, now is who is the more powerful KP, Kinder Party or Katana Prime? (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Katana Prime. We've clashed many times. Epic exchanges of of mental energy. Um, There's been some rude intrusions for lesser KP cons like Kyle P. Uh, Very easily, (laughs) very, very easily subdued with minor gimmicks, but. uh, uh, epic classes with Katana Prime. I would say officially the word is out, so um, I want to leave that one in the air. <laughs> hey man, thanks a lot for coming on and hanging out with us for a while. Good to see you. I appreciate it. It's good seeing you guys. Enjoy oh, the rest yeah. of the show. Let's play Marvel. Let's play Marvel soon. Maybe this weekend. Yeah, you need it, bud. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> <Damn>. my show. <laughs> Later. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, it's good to see him again, dude. It's good to see him and good to you know talk about. I remember Marvel Lives, man. That was they were putting in so much work. Like I don't even know if you guys can understand. They were organizing their own circuit. They were doing their whole thing, running them at multiple events, gathering you know league points, circuit points, and stuff. And man, that was a. I had points. It's not easy to do. Yeah, now, I mean, when. It was it was unfortunate for them that Marvel Infinite didn't do as well as it as it could have. I mean, obviously they're doing this primarily just because like they like Marvel. Like it's not like a business plan necessarily. Right. But mm-hmm. at the same time, like you know, a bunch of them. I mean, Brock's part of this too. Like 
you know, you want to like continue commentating and like maybe have that be a side job and you want to maybe you want to be a tournament organizer and have that be a side job. Oh. And then nobody wants to play the game that comes out. And it that was that was the biggest apart. like crushing thing for me. Yeah, the failure of that game pretty much crushed my my dream to at least part time commentate. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that uh, that was rough. That was did, hard. Were, were you ever invited on the Marvel Lives podcast, Tubo? I was on there once or twice, I think. Okay, okay. Just wanted to make sure. Just wanted to make sure. All right. Well, thanks again to <laughs> Kinder Patey, apparently for coming on to the show. Let's move on to five five matchup. Yeah. Guess what, we, everybody? We don't have an Ultra Ten five five topic. So what we're gonna do is take votes as we usually do, and you are gonna pick two topics. Two topics. So vote like you're picking two. All right, here we go. Number one. Could you settle the day-old debate around the <laughs> semantics of what turns are and whether King of Fighters 15 has them? Number two. Do you believe that it is only a matter of time when we'll see gaming companies take a more hardline approach towards copyright and protecting their intellectual properties, similar to how music and movies are protected? And number three. What is the most unfairly maligned fighting game mechanic? And uh, again, those of you who are subscribers, uh, you guys can vote for two things. Make it happen out there. What do we got? Type in exclamation mark one, exclamation mark two, or exclamation mark three to vote for uh, your choice. What do we got? Come on, votes. <laughs> Tobo voted a hundred times. <laughs> Listen, free and fair election. <laughs> Did you vote for the same one both times? Because remember, we're doing I always two. Do. We have two I this always time. Do. You can affect the two. <sighs> tisk tisk tisk. So three is definitely running away with this thing in terms of number one, but in terms of first place, I should say. But the second one is close. Yeah. All right, guys. Go or do you want to call I'll it? Give you a last chance here to jump in here for number one and two. If you guys All haven't right. voted yet. No. Nope. All right. Ten seconds or whatever. No, nah, it's done. No, there's no more increasing votes, so we're shutting okay. it down. It's we done. We're shutting it down. We are at uh, number three and number one. There we go. Okay. Well, number three and number one, it is. All right. Number three won it big time, so let's start with number three. What is the most unfairly maligned fighting game mechanic? James, can you uh, reset the timer? Oh, yeah, you're right. Uh, sorry. Let me also update the thingamajig here so that it's actually in there. Let me just let me just blow this up. The answer is blocking. Nobody wants to block. And it's extremely important. And by the way, in my opinion, can be really fun in games where blocking takes a lot of like fast movement, you know, in terms of like your execution. And you have to have reactions and you have to have predictions. I actually really like defending, just like straight up blocking in games like Marvel. And uh, MK has this sometimes, KOF has this sometimes. Uh, some Street Fighter systems uh, or like V Triggers in particular have that. Like, I really like blocking and everybody hates blocking. Everybody's out there talking <laughs> like, about how. I, I like I that. Mean, I like that. 
Is it maligned though? Is people I mean, are maligned? Yeah, he, he, David's saying that no one likes blocking. Nobody you know, like, likes to block. Everybody and, wants to be on offense. Exactly. And, 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 and no. furthermore, furthermore, it's it's not just that they don't like it. They're looking for every option other than blocking. They want to avoid it as much as possible. It's <laughs> absolutely <the> maligned. <laughs> block absolutely. the media. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, holding up back. I mean, so okay, so there's two things that I have in response to this, right? One. I mean, are people really saying that blocking is a bad mechanic? Like, that's, I, I, they don't like to block, but I don't feel like it's a maligned mechanic, right? They just don't enjoy doing it. And number two, you're just answering that because you're a grappler and you want people to block so you can throw them, okay? <laughs> I'm just a long, saying. A long game here, huh? I also um, want them to block so that I can do chip damage by killing them from across the screen sometimes, James. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Okay. No, I mean honestly, even even on defense, I really think that it's fun. And when when I in games and versus characters that have this kind of stuff, if I sit there and I block hard mix-ups for like ten or fifteen seconds, and I get out of it, I feel like I did the sickest yeah, thing in the world. I, I was I was gonna say like some of my pop-offs back when Big Marcus was my room was my roommate was me popping off about blocking and he can't hit me. Absolutely, <laughs> like that was it. Just felt so good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. I feel I feel like such a genius, like more of a genius than like than when I open people up typically, because it's like when once I'm up close, like you're right, like I'm often playing grapplers. And so like if I get in and I can't open you up, like a pretty good chance that I do, because like that's my character archetype. So it's cool when that happens. But I, I feel like a genius if I block correctly for an extended period of time. So shout out to blocking. Well, if I had to pick one, that's not what David said. I would have to say the comeback mechanic, just in general. Okay. Yep. Comeback mechanics have been there since like Super Turbo, yep. essentially. I mean, they, 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 they and, and, and maybe even before that, if you count the random damage done in Street Fighter 2 in general. So it's a bit of an iffy one, but. <laughs> not only yeah, that, but I, I think, I every think game mechanics are not new. Yeah, and almost every video game has it in some, in some regard. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think they get a really bad rap. Some of them are maybe a bit too strong. But usually as the game progresses in ages, that doesn't become the the, the, the truth. <laughs> uh, even even X-Factor, which was, you know, made fun of for a long time, turned out it actually maybe isn't quite as broken as we thought. Uh, you know, and just the, the ways that you can use it defensively <laughs> well, and offensively make it a, a stronger mechanic than people may or yeah. a more balanced mechanic than people may have thought. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think comeback mechanics get a get a bad rap. Yeah, I, I mean, think it's even the same for other games like in Street Fighter five. I think the V triggers ended up have ended up being less powerful. Yeah, some of that sure. is some of that is the game developer actually changing stuff. But a lot of it is people just getting used to like what the mix ups out of those learn. things are and yeah. and figuring out how to play defense against them. Same kind of thing with other comeback mechanics in, in in other games i feel like ultras in sf4 when that game came out so many people thought it was scrubville oh, oh my god they hate ultras do you get this oh from getting hit god it's scrubby and then by the end That's of it like they weren't playing cvs 2k groove before that believe me i was i had that same exact argument at that time <laughs> 12 years ago 13 14 years ago it turns out now yeah absolutely right so even back to cvs 2 I mean, as you're saying, like that, even that mechanic comes from other KOF games like that. That has been around for a long time. And in most of these cases, it ends up not being 
as strong as it initially yeah. feels. It ends up being manageable and it ends up being a, an important part of the game. Totally well, agree. That, that's the thing, too, is that, you know, they weren't wrong. X Factor was broken. But the thing about it is if you play a game long enough and you're willing to stick with it, everything that broken just becomes part of the gameplay. You learn to play around it. And that's what happened with X Factor. My I mean, this is not answering the question, but I just want to say my only problem with X Factor was that it was character specific. Like, I hated the fact that Amy got no speed up in the original MVCI, uh, in MVC3, for no reason. Was Amy, like, neither, in, like... Neither did Hulk. Yeah, Hulk, Hulk didn't Hulk get never any. Got or my Hagger never got one. Hagger never got one. never got one. Yeah, that I didn't yeah, like. And Strider... slow all the time. And Strider, for some reason, got no damage boost compared to everybody else in UMVC3. Yeah, but he was... Uh, he is fast as shit. Yeah, but I mean, I'm he just gonna. Fast as shit. I'm gonna go with the with the Maximilian argument. Is they were so scared of Ouroboros, and then they gave Virgil freaking the Gucci belt. You know, it's like. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but whatever. What are you gonna do anyway? Yeah, yeah exactly. as, as far as combat mechanics go, that's a whole. Told, that's a whole hole we could go down for hours. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. Right? But I'm totally with you. I feel like they do mm. get too much of a bad rap, and I feel like that in particular comes from players who feel like they they themselves don't need it or that they're playing characters that don't well, use it it's and also it's, so I've, i always feel like there's bias in this and and just people who are like not really thinking about the game as a whole rather than or instead sort of more myopically thinking about like this is how i want a fighting game to be i want it to yes. be about the footsies mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and i exactly. want it to be about this mid-range game and they have this very narrowly defined set of terms that people, I just think is like not a good way to view games. People hate comeback mechanics when they die to them. Totally. It's just, it's just what it comes down to. I mean, that's the thing is like, I remember some arguing with someone one time that they were saying like, Oh, I hate the comeback mechanic in street fighter four. And they were playing persona four which, you know, when you start <laughs> losing your health, you got two extra bars and all of a sudden access to like, they're like, but it's part of the gameplay and you could totally bypass that chunk of life if you do it right. And I mean, you can perfect someone and they never get to use their ultra, right? I mean, yeah. it's just, it really, that's just what it comes down to. It's whether or not you just get hit by it all the time and die to it, right? I mean, that's, that's just the nature of almost everything in fighting games, right? The fighting games that you love are the ones that you're winning in, and the the fair fighting games, the honest fighting games, are the ones that you're winning in, and the oh, dishonest yeah. fighting games are the ones that you're losing in, and that is a hundred percent the old uh, axiom. I, I think it's hilarious <laughs> that this topic was um, sort of reintroduced in some ways by Rob TV in Street Fighter Five a couple weeks ago. Oh yeah, <laughs> a Karen player. I told him this in person, by the way. But a a Karen player, a character who doesn't need comebacks because she's doing a quarter of your life and half screen corner carry from the jump. If she has yeah. one EX bar, she is doing fantastically. She Not doesn't even part. need beat trigger. She just can just yep. spend it on Vierverse uh-huh. and Vierverse Uh So that design that character doesn't need it but there are other character designs that are totally legit and fine that are built around that mechanic and that's completely fine to have that kind of variation in there but karen is completely fair because she doesn't rob you with v trigger oh my god she's, <laughs> ro- she's, she's robbing you when she gets into crouching medium kick rage I mean, that was on. his whole point that was his whole point and uh unfortunately Tubo, you have two people to one here about who actually enjoy In and Out fries, but you know that's, that's the worst story, dude. So, um, 
But I mean, honestly, it's it's hard for me to say. Uh, in terms of a most maligned mechanic, I mean, I probably would have said something like X Factor, but you know, it is kind of covered in the comeback mechanic uh, department. Uh, that's just a thing. It's like as long as the mechanic works within the game, and the hardest part about it is this is unfairly maligned. Like Pandora mode is maligned, but that thing was like the dumbest thing ever, right? Like yeah, Pandora mode was yeah. just it was hardly useful. Stupid, right? Like, but that's fairly maligned. Um, yeah. In terms of unfairly maligned, that's just the thing. Is a lot of times when fighting game mechanics are good, people don't notice them as much. You know, they don't talk about it as much. People only. Uh, you know, malign the stuff that annoy them. I mean, I used to complain about parries a long time ago. I don't even believe parries are bad at all. I still don't necessarily like how parries work. I wish they were implemented slightly differently. If everybody had a Gil-style parry uh, that actually had recovery, mm. I think I, I would be totally... You know, James, better. I think this might be one of the first things I 100% agree with you on in fighting games. <laughs> <laughs> if, if parries, parries can be frame one as long as they have a whiff animation, then they're yeah, fine. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's I, how I feel. Yeah, that's how I will. I mean, that's why I always said if I made Street Fighter Six, it would be a spiritual successor. I'm almost kind of hoping that Gil is kind of like a testing ground for that. But I'm pretty sure I'm fooling myself for that. You know, <laughs> I would love it if Street Fighter Three was a spiritual successor and they brought back as much as I hate them, Remy and Twelve and, you know, and all the characters like that, because I'm sure they could actually make them interesting like they did to Oro. Right. I mean, you know, so I, I would have faith in it, but um, yeah, Yadagrasu's parries were well done. Totally you know what? Fair. Honestly, I mean, the most un, the most unfairly maligned fighting game mechanic is the grappler. That's just what it is. That's the answer. That's my answer. That's not a mechanic. That's the a character archetype. Command grab. The command grab. The command grab. Right? I mean, people hate command grabs. That's like that is like literally the most unfairly maligned mechanic because grapplers oh, okay. have been suffering like since of the inception okay. of fighting on. games. They've been suffering since the beginning of fighting games. And I'll add zoning to that as well. Grappling and zoning mm, both are super unfairly maligned because both of them are way harder to use than they look. And the reason why you hate them is because you haven't taken the time to study how to fight them. And because of that, it looks easy to do. If you do not understand how to fight a zoner and you don't understand how every attack a zoner chooses leaves them wide open in a completely different direction, it's not like Magneto is going gravity squeeze, gravity squeeze, gravity squeeze, gravity squeeze, right? Like if Axel is throwing out crouching strong to hit you and anticipating that, he's leaving himself open in the front. If Zangief is trying to walk up and SPD you, he, you know, you can punish him on the whiff. Like there's just, there's so many different ways to take advantage of this and, and just not be in that position to be, to, to lose those things in the first place. Like those are probably to me the most unfairly maligned quote mechanic it's a cheat question because you're right they're not mechanics they're more archetypes but they are definitely one of the most unfairly maligned things about fighting games absolutely so man when i when i shoot low tiger shots at somebody for like 20 seconds in mk11 and then they jump and that's exactly when i do high tiger shot with robocop and they get blown across the screen and i'm like plus 50 or whatever oh that's such a good feeling Dude. that I like I called out the exact right moment when they're going to do this stupid do, option. Oh, man. do you remember? Do you so remember uh, one of my uh, 
uh, my New Year's resolutions was to make Manta 2015 sweat in Soul Calibur. Uh, Mm -hmm. We played yesterday, and every time he got me into a 50-50, he was right, like, seven times Mm -hmm. in a row. Like, I block low, he hit me. I block low, he hit me. I block low, Mm -hmm. he hit me. I block low. He's like, he's going to switch. He kept going low. The time I switched, he he hit me, and I was just, I was like, I hate you. What a good feeling. And I hated him so much for it, so, yeah. Yeah. You know what? You know what is what I hate in fighting games? I hate guessing. They should take guessing out of fighting games oh yes uh, guessing's for scrubs you know get good play football. literally fighting games is guessing but yeah, yeah i mean every human competition versus another human is guessing that's what everything comes down to yeah mm-hmm. all right i've i've even been a, a victim of that too because you know when i play a game like super turbo i don't feel like i'm guessing but that's just because I know the game so well. I know the situations yeah. that I've already kind of predetermined the situation. But every fighting game is guessing. I think yeah. I've even said that on this show before that I'm not guessing on Super Turbo. And that's just the complete lie. You know, <laughs> it is. And uh, it's at a point right now where, no, absolutely everything is guessing. It's one of the reasons why I kind of like, um, I kind of do like Soul Calibur and like King of Fighters, which we'll get to in just a second, is that, you know, uh, it's a lot of preemptive guessing, you know, and, and that that to me is really fun. I like preemptive guessing, and uh, that that's kind of enjoyable to me. So, all right. Well, if you want to move on to the next one, then yeah, sure. We can talk about this, and like I said, kind of uh, kind of goes into the subject a little bit. Can you settle the day old debate on the semantics of? what turns are, and whether KOF 15 has them. Now, this came from the fact that Reynolds was joking about how he was like, you know what, if you want your turn in KOF, I'm telling you right now, you can have your turn whenever you want to. You just have to take it. And my response was, uh, I keep telling people there's no turns in KOF 15. And David was like, well, I stole somebody's turn by waking up with an overhead, like I do with Honda in Street Fighter V, to which I said... That's not really stealing turns. So that's kind of where we stand on the debate right now. So uh, do you want to open, David, or do you want me to open? Uh, you can go for it. You're the one who brought it up, I guess. <clears throat> go for it. Uh, so, I mean, I don't disagree with David. So the interesting thing about it to me is that Okazemi to me isn't about turns. It's a very different concept. So someone thinking you're going to wake up with a DP and then you call them out with a hand slap or an overhead it's kind of like faking a fireball and having someone jump over it and you DP them. It's just, you just, that's the guessing part of the game. That to me is less about turns because also the Oki game could involve being a screen away and throwing a fireball as a meaty in older games in any case, you know, <laughs> and that was a good option. So I don't consider that turns to me. My problem, but here's the thing. If that's what we want to define as turn, if we want to define that the guy on the ground doesn't have the turn, the guy standing up and has the turn, and we want to define that as it's the guy standing up, it's his turn, and so you stole the turn. I mean, if that's the conversation that we want to have, we can discuss that. Uh, That's just not how I personally define turns. I define terms as a largely more of a proximity thing. To me, turns in fighting games are more about when characters are right next to each other. 
you know, one of the reasons why I fell in love with Lucia so much in Street Fighter V was that she was one of the first characters that I really felt like if I spaced out my burn kick properly, I would be safe. And every time I see that happen in KOF 15, like part of my heart flutters. Like, honestly, like, you know, there's these moves that are minus minus and you see my go Whoa, with the flame thing and it hits at the tip and there's just nothing you could do about it. Right. And so like. Laura, like you do light elbow, like you can't do that at a range in which when the opponent blocks, there's no turns because she literally pushes you nowhere. Like if it hits you, the character doesn't slide back. You're next to him. You've got to deal with that mix up. Not only that, but in Street Fighter V, there's no universal option to disrespect turns. Whereas in King of Fighters, you can just back roll, you can forward roll, you can do all sorts of things. There's lots of ways to disrespect the turns. You know, and even uh, when Gerald first showed up to Ultra Chen TV like eight years ago now or something, and he was trying to teach us Virtua Fighter, one of the things that he said... He's like, Virtua Fighter is unique because it takes this concept of turns. Other fighting games don't have this concept. Most Capcom games do not have turns. And it's very different for people. So in my, the way I've always lived off of that definition. And so to me, there are such things as games with turns and games without turns. Now, does KOF 15 have turns? Sure. There are unique situations like Benny Maru's heavy slashy move, which leaves him right next to you and he's plus on block. That's kind of the intention of that move because it has huge startup. But for the most part, in King of Fighters, you don't get that situation. You know, Kyo's Rekka, his first hit of the Rekka is super unsafe. But he does it at the right range, and the pushback in KOF 15 is old school style, man. Fighting games these days don't have pushback like that. KOF 15 has ridiculous pushback. And that's kind of what I mean by it doesn't have as much turns because I feel like when you push someone far away enough, you're back at neutral. And when you're back at neutral, that is no longer turns. And so for me, KOF 15 is very, not very turn heavy. But again, this is my self kind of made definition of turns. So that's probably unfair that I kind of describe it that way without clarifying that. But that's kind of how I stand on that. Do you think Street Fighter 4 has turns? Uh, it does. And Street Fighter 4 has big pushback on normals, too. Uh, it does sort of, but Street Fighter 4 also has invincibility on all of their backdashes. Characters have focus attacks, which can absorb hits right away. A lot of characters has, have invincible DPs as well. And the push block is still not as high in that game uh, as it is in previous games, but it's still much more than five. Five is like the pushbackless Street Fighter game of all time. So, uh, Well, I guess I define terms, turns in what I feel is the more traditional way, which is just basically like which character has the advantage in terms of uh, frames or movement. And, I mean, that seems like it's the classical definition of of a character's turn when they have that. And it's not your turn when you're at minus frames, when you're, you know, sort of stuck, when, you're, when your movement is stuck. Um, so certainly I agree that, like, something like the Laura situation you're talking about is a question of whose turn it is after that. If she just does it raw, it's not her turn. There's a meaty setup where she does it, and it is her turn. Um, right. So, you know, I mean, that's... 
that uh, obviously that would count. But I also think that it counts. You know, the the situation you're talking about where like Ryu's throwing a fireball from across the screen in ST, and you block it, and now as the defender, you're like, well, and what do I do next? He he has limited. He has big plus frames, and he also limits my movement. I can't just jump forward over this. He's just gonna like anti air me. So like, what's my what do I do? Like in sometimes you jump forward, you neutral jump. There's other things you do, obviously, but you're it's not your it's not your turn. It's Ryu's turn. Sort of make the call, and then you make a guess, and it's a bad guess because you're in a bad situation. Mm-hmm. Not your turn. Um, so yeah, I think I think that's that's how I would define it, and I think that it's something that's in in every fighting game and probably in other types of games as well. Uh, I mean, to go talk about RTS as we were just doing with with Kinder Party, um, I think there are many situations in those games where like it's your turn or not. You're on the back foot or you're not. Frame advantage is not the same. Right, it's not the same concept, but like there are other things that are that mean it's your turn or it's not, and I feel like it's just very common in in games. So, um, yeah, I certainly think the KOF has that, uh, and I think that to talk about meaties, I think that the that a knockdown is the same kind of thing because it's limiting the defender's uh, frame advantage to negative, big negative, obviously, mm-hmm. and and also limiting their movement. They're stuck. They have to make a bad choice. So yeah, I think I think that my example where I did wake up overhead <laughs> and it hit. <laughs> and by the way, you better believe that I did a huge in real life fist pump when uh, when I did that versus uh, Tasty Steve, <laughs> and I hit him with it. Oh, I was like cheesing, so great. Uh, but yeah, so, I, 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 I sure I I do think it's turns. So. To go back to what James said for his own definition, it sounds to me what you're describing, James, is any game that has a escape option means the game doesn't have turns because you described you described everything that's a turn stealer, mm-hmm. not you described uppercuts like invincible uppercuts mm-hmm. that's stealing mm-hmm. a turn. You describe back dashes that could be stealing a turn. Yeah, you describe yeah, yeah. back uh-huh. rolls and forward rolls. That's stealing turns. Right. The definition yes. of turn to, to me, and I feel like the community at large is, are you plus or negative? Like right. It's kind of that, that simple. Are you plus or negative? And if that exists in a game, which it does in every fighting game, turns exist. It's just your answers to get no, out no, of those no, no. situations is well, going to be different per game. I mean, I didn't say that Street Fighter 4 didn't have turns. I just said that it just, it's not a game where you have to respect it as much. I like games where you can't. I, I, would, I would say Street Fighter 4, you have to respect it at least as much as you do Street Fighter 5 because everything is option selectable. If I'm playing like Ryu and you're playing Balrog and I do crouch medium punch and I option select it with sweep and you backdash, well, you backdash my crouch medium punch, which, which would have been plus four, I think, on block, something like plus two. Uh, then you get swept, and now I have a huge advantage. You can't do anything because now I get to OS your uh, your you know your your headbutt or your backdash again. So I think Street Fighter Four is it definitely a game of turns and trying yeah. to find that escape. Street Fighter Four definitely had more. It was probably one of the more turn heavy ones. Five, I feel like though, is far more turn, uh, far more turn uh, oriented 
than Street Fighter 4 was because Street Fighter 4 does give you a lot of those options that you don't have to think about it as much. You don't have to care about it as much. Whereas in Street Fighter 5, you're basically forced into it, right? Like, if you have no meter, and Karin does, I always say this, like, Karin does crouch, medium punch, stand, medium punch, there is literally nothing you can do, right? There's literally no universal mechanic that will get you out of that well, situation. Well, maybe not start, but if you, if you have an invincible uppercut, you can steal right. well, it. That, e or, you can or steal V-Shift. Yeah. Right, right, or right. Exactly. Yeah, like, but that's why, I, that's why I said if you have no resources, yeah, right? Yeah. And so, I mean, but that, that stays true for many games, though. Uh, I would say most games have it so that you can almost always disrespect a turn without a resource. I can't think of a single game outside of Street Fighter V where you can't do that. Like, every game has a way to disrespect the, the frame data without a resource. I've literally sat here and thought about that, and I couldn't think of a single game that was like Street Fighter V. Uh, Street Fighter V is the most turn-based fighting game, I think, of all time. Uh, but, again... You Talking know, about 2D games, probably. Uh, 2D games, yeah, 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 2D games, 2D games. Uh, but even more so than Tekken. Tekken has a ton of ways to disrespect, uh, you know, turns I, I and know stuff enough. like that. Yeah, yeah, I can't comment on yeah, Tekken. Yeah, like Tekken, standing punch and crouching punch are always going to be the 10-frame buttons to keep your turn, but standing punch is always crouchable, and crouching punch is always parryable. And they, you know, Tekken 7, I feel like they did that for a reason. Um, but, you know, again, you know, obviously, as Hero Legacy, you can block, but that's the thing, right? As David mentioned, people hate blocking, and that's what makes a lot of people feel uncomfortable when they play Street Fighter V, right? If you're David and you're like, I love blocking, like, this game is right up his alley. But if well, you're like... I mean, I don't actually block all that often. I'm very slippery, <laughs> but when I do have to block and I do block, I feel like right. a genius. And that's the thing is like you even said very early on in Street Fighter for some strange reason in Street Fighter Five when you got knocked down you felt kind of nervous right yeah, and yeah, yeah. a lot of people feel that because blocking is what you're supposed to do and that's very uncomfortable and so while you know people hated Street Fighter Four you know Ken's to the point where they're memed. I really think that's important to have oh, in a fighting game. I think it's really important to have because I've always said the DP is the best mechanic in fighting game history because if it gets blocked or if someone stands there and makes you whiff a DP and they punish you, you never think, man, doing nothing against my uppercut is the cheapest thing ever. You're usually like, fuck, the guy read me. And you've automatically been top fighting games right there. Whereas in Street Fighter V, if you don't understand the mix-up and you get thrown and then you get hit and then you get shimmied, you're like, I can't do anything. This is cheap. Like you blame the game as opposed to being like the guy read me. The DP automatically does that. And uh, in KOF, I've been talking to a lot of people that they're like, my God, this game is so much fun. And I'm like, it's because you can just throw shit out and you're safe, right? And they're like, yeah, I can do stuff, you know? <laughs> and this is not something that you get in Street Fighter V. If you do Laura Elbow because you feel like I charge forward and attack, if you don't understand the concept of turns in Street Fighter's RPS, you're going to die after you get your Laura Elbow block. And you're always going to die because you're going to keep throwing it out because that feels like what you're supposed to do. King of Fighters 15 
by my definition, falls under what Gerald taught us about Virtua Fighter a long time ago. You can just throw shit out, and most of the time it's safe. This is why I say it doesn't have turns. Now, it's unfairly said because, as I caveated earlier, yeah, there are definitely situations where there are turns. But it's so minute, and it's so like uncommon to really have that same kind of Street Fighter V Tekken definition of turns in King of Fighters that it, it to me you can play the game and like not even understand the concept of turns not even pay attention to turns not even know anything about it and you can still do fine whereas in a game like Street Fighter 5 if you don't understand turns you will be dead in the water basically is kind of how I feel about it I do think that you need to know you, you, you need to understand the concept of turns to have success in any fighting game, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree that it's more, that your definition of it is more important in SF5 than it is in KOF. I can't imagine somebody being strong at KOF and not understanding that it's, you know, there are situations where it's, it's you have the advantage versus the opponent has the advantage, whether frame data or movement. Um, you know, that's just, it's a huge part of the game even still. Uh, but yeah, I mean, of course, you you have the ability to to steal a turn in any number of different ways, um, in ways that uh, other some other games don't have anyway. But yeah, it's fun. It's a fun game. I have been playing it a lot. You got anything else? Nope. nope. I think okay. I, I think I pretty accurately Very good. represented my view for one of the few rare times <laughs> on this show. <laughs> All right. All right, so one last little extra topic to talk about here, and this is good news, but rollback is spreading. <laughs> we are getting more and more awesome news, and honestly, shout-outs to Arxis, um for this. Blaze Blue Crosstag Battle rollback beta is live. So now people can stop blaming the netcode for when they can't block anything. Because you're still not going to be able to block anything <laughs> in <laughs> yeah. cross-tag battle. <laughs> but, again, rollback netcode in that is great. I haven't seen a lot of people tweeting about how they've been, how their experience has been. But because with, you know, Arxis's history in Central Fiction and Accent Core and now Strive and everything, I can't imagine it's bad. <laughs> I can't imagine the rollback is bad at all. I mean, people are running tournaments on it already, so... Really? Be all right. <laughs> oh, dang, yeah. okay. Okay. Uh, also, and this is huge news, they announced that P4AU was getting re-released on Steam and I think on later consoles. Like, we're coming out, we're re-releasing the game, and everybody was like, we're not buying it if it doesn't have rollback. And other <laughs> yeah. people were like, people were please were very immediate it. about that. Oh, yeah. And sure enough, they tweeted out a video yesterday where the producer... I want to get his name actually on uh, uh, right over here. Kazuhisa Wada uh, actually had a video where he's like, I'm here to announce that, you know, uh, we will be adding rollback to the game. I think he kind of made the assumption, made the implication that it won't be there when the game comes out right away. Yeah. No, it, no, no. It's coming yeah. out in the summer. Yeah. So it will but come out. A few months after launch. So right. awesome. And again, you know, this is not up to Arxis, right? This is probably up to Atlas. And so Atlas made the, the, the decision to work with Arxis. Arxis was probably like, we can do this. We're good at this now. 
and Atlas was like, go ahead. So shout outs to Arxis, shout outs to Atlas. They are adding rollback to P4AU coming this summer. And again, you know, for those people clamoring like, what about Granblue? What about Dragon Ball? Probably harder for those games. And again, not up to Arxis. That's going to be up to Psy Games, and that's going to be up to Bandai Namco on whether or not they get the rollback. But the fact that Arxis is going hard in rollback probably is a good indication of just how much they think rollback helped Guilty Gear strive. <laughs> well, I mean, not even just strive, but KOF 98 and BBCF yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, Plus R. Every game that's gotten it has gotten huge sales boost. I mean... Yeah. I think they're kind of seeing that it's worth it. KOF yeah, 15 sure. would not be successful right now if it did oh. not have rollback. Nobody would be playing Absolutely. it. Absolutely not. No, it'd be Absolutely. dead in the water. It'd be the Absolutely. Samurai Showdown syndrome again. I'd be playing yeah. it if, yeah. say the line, Bart, if it had rollback. Yeah. Yay! You know, I mean, honestly. And yes, and Game Genie, you are right. Undoing the poison that Street Fighter V caused. I really do believe Street Fighter V was one of the biggest setbacks of rollback netcode because it sure was, was so badly done. Yeah. But if Guilty, and I think Guilty Gear Strive did the exact opposite, because if Strive didn't have rollback, you can sure as hell bet that KOF 15 wouldn't have had rollback either. Very true. Very true. You know, That's right. I yeah. really believe that. So, uh, oh, I mean, you don't even have to imagine it, Flotas. Just go play 14. Go play 13. It's all there, yeah. dude, without rollback, dude. Yeah, with bad rollback. So, uh, but again, People seem to be really happy with the netcode for KOF 15. They ran a couple of betas. Make sure you run the betas. Because I tell you right now, Melty Blood would also be a lot more successful right now if they had run the betas and had stronger netcode upon release. Uh, but rollback netcode, I mean, look, I'm, I'm, I probably sound like I might as well change my name to Sayjam right now. But like, like, it is imperative that you put it in there, but it is not easy to implement. So it is imperative that you test it. And if it works... Trust me, your game will succeed a lot more because of it. And the hype that I see around King of Fighters 15, dude, you give it delay-based netcode, all of that hype is gone. It doesn't matter how good the yeah, game no, is. You wouldn't be able to play it, so... Right, yeah. exactly. It just it, it just wouldn't have... It wouldn't even matter. It wouldn't even have mattered how good the game was, how bad the game was, how pretty it was, how ugly it was. It would have been dead in the water instantly with, with delay-based netcode, so... All right. Okay. Let's get to the old mailbag here. UCTV mailbag. All right. I don't know. I just made that up right now. All right. Cool. <laughs> it's the official theme song now. Okay. Uh, let's do this. <laughs> We've got okay. two mailbag questions. We do. Usual here. Here comes the first one. Well, that's an old question. Oh, that no. That is not a question. I mean, it was. Twas. At some point. Okay, there you go. Here's the right question. Whoops, and I put a number at the beginning of it. Uh, Sushi Saihara says, if the Tuesday show gang was a team in KOF, which of you is the lead, who's the middle, and who's the anchor in Team Tuesday? Dang. All right, so which one of us does the most damage without needing particular resources? Um... I'm gonna that who that should be the lead. That should be the point, I I believe. So I'm gonna I, have I'm gonna have Brock on point. <laughs> wait, no, I, I see the thing is, David, you would be a, an annoying zoner. So you would be building up the meter. I feel like you should be I, on I'm point. a battery. 
Yeah, you'd be the battery because you're gonna be. <laughs> what is his spinach? You're, you're gonna be king chucking fireballs. So there you go. <laughs> I like I like I like I like Brock on point. I like. Let's see. I don't have the clutch. Don't put me on anchor, dude. You're not don't, the, you're don't not put the clutch, me on huh? Anchor, no. Don't okay, fine. Yeah, I think that's a reasonable team. Yeah, I'll get I'll get all the resources and do a bunch of damage once I've corralled see, everything into is, a particular situation. And like, I feel I got like five bars. I feel like you know we've seen from scare tactics what happens when Tubo knows his back is against the wall and he yeah. has the resources. I but feel he like he didn't even. He didn't even need resources. That was just that was just Brock just walking around. Dude, the resources was the was the fear and the and the justice swirling through his body. Dude, I think Tubo is actually K Groove was popped. K Groove was popped. Okay. I think Tubo is anchor. I really, really do. I okay. would put David first because you would charge the battery and you would okay. giggle and you would be able to annoy most teams to death mm. by yourself. And then I would be in the middle because I don't know what I'm doing and I'll just do whatever I need to because I'm very versatile. All right, I'll find a way to compliment myself. I am a very <laughs> versatile human being. I can do yep. lots of different games. I could commentate with a lot of different people and stuff. I, I feel like I'm still one of the best at that. And then Tubo will be at anchor because I think he's the one who's going to cash out. I mean, we're, we're definitely counting on Brock to do our damage. That's for yeah. sure. Mm -hmm. Both of us are physically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give me the meter, baby. That's all I need. <laughs> all right, there you go. There you go. That's a good question. Okay. okay. <clears throat> and then, uh, here we go. Uh, last question here. Uh, Stephanie Brownback uh, via Twitter asks, uh, an enchantress appears before you and grants you oh the God. ability to telepathically communicate with three different species of animals a la Aquaman and fish. Which three animals do you choose? Are you using these powers to benefit Earth, talk to your pets, or perhaps become a supervillain? Wow. Interesting. Interesting. I mean, I think I would, I would need to pick Cat, for sure. Oh, God. I would be so terrified to know what the hell Nathan is thinking all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I would. Oh my Whoa, god! What why the David? Hell happened? Why David? Oh no, it's why David from I Street am... Fighter Six. What the <laughs> hell? How James did that happen? Me. How did this even oh, my. happen? Yeah, I've never felt more powerful, <laughs> bro. You just need to grow your beard out. You look like Ryu. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've never worn that kind of sandal before. I can tell you that. All right. I'm going to have to fix that. Okay. All right. Here we go. Here I am. Here we go. Taking up space. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? I don't... I, I think when I was trying to change something, I accidentally hit a keyboard shortcut that, that changed the way... I guess I reset the thing or something like that, but... Uh, Aha! He here creeps in. Go. Okay. <laughs> Even tiny like that. That's hilarious. Okay. Okay. All right. David's just cackling still. Okay. I am cackling. Indeed. All right. What? Okay, Tubo. What animals would you talk to? Um. 
I, the, the, so the question didn't specify if they listen to me, like if they have to listen to my commands. If I'm just talking with some animals, I don't know, man. I that's like a whole different situation from. Well, okay, but it does. It they does take say, my commands. It does say a la Aquaman, and Aquaman can command well, the fishes of the sea. It's true. They have to listen. They have so to listen. Maybe okay. they have to listen. Yeah. If they have to listen. Oh, I mean, boy. Stephanie is in the chat, right? So, okay, like waves come out and they have to listen. Okay, so you're commanding them. It's not necessarily for conversation. Right. Here, basically. That's, that's tough. That's tough. I... Oh, that's... The, I I don't know. That's, I that's would, hard. Like, I don't want to know what my cat thinks. I'm with James. Like, I, yeah. I can tell you what you, I don't, don't? want to know. You don't? No. See, no, my, my cat has watched me have sex. There's no way I want to know what he's thinking. He's a weirdo. He's not going to bring that up. He's cool. He would definitely bring. Come he on, he lives with me. He would definitely up, bring yeah. that up. <laughs> no question, he would bring that up. I would bring that up. There, I mean, come on. See, I, I would be willing to talk to cats because my cats never had that problem. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, that was good. Uh, no, I mean, uh, honestly, I would say cats and dogs because those are the pets that I want to own. And my last answer, on la, on, honestly, would be crows. Crows, interesting. Because they're everywhere and they fly. And let me tell you how smart crows are. And let me also tell you how big of jerks crows are. Like, you could get away with so much shit by commanding crows and doing everything. Because they're everywhere. And like I said, crows are ridiculous. Like, I've had a biology professor in college. She studied crows and she told me all these stories about crows and how, like, they would actually fuck with each other. Like play practical jokes on each other and stuff and she yeah, also like told us cool communities and yeah, all that stuff yeah. and they even had like two crows who were clearly a couple and one of they was she was studying them on a golf course and one of them got hit by a golf ball and got injured and basically was injured so she ran in to take the crow and basically like nurse it back to health so that it could fly again and then finally when it was back to health she brought it back to the field and her partner crow just like zoomed in from out of nowhere and it almost looked like the two crows were doing like some ritual dance or something she said that like they were so happy to be with each other crows are geniuses so controlling crows i think would be ridiculous I think that's a cool answer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would pick cats for sure. I do want to know what my cats are thinking. I think they'd be cool. I think I don't think they'd be jerks. I don't think they'd be weirdos. I think they would be very nice and cool. <laughs> and we have a good time. Say you know me. I would cats I would jerks. like to control ants. I think Dude, that was actually going to be my answer, too. Your aunt There's man? so many of those little fuckers. <laughs> yeah. There's so many of them. You yeah. know, you, you could you could do work with if you can control ants. Right, whatever you want. And, and like, again, the, the question asks, are you using these powers to benefit Earth? Talk to your pets? Definitely that one. Uh, or perhaps become a supervillain. And whether I want it to be, like, really good or really evil, I think ants are actually a great choice. Either way. They're for both? For both? Yeah. Yeah, totally. They're, they can be so constructive, for sure. They can do great things. Yeah, they can. See, they can. They can build things. They can. They can carry things around. You know, they could. But they see, could here's the thing: help. is not fast enough, and that's why crows like they could fly upstairs and get me shit. You know, that's the thing. <laughs> I, think, I think ants are faster than you reckon. 
I think I think ants could do some good work, man. Okay. I definitely think that ants <laughs> can, can I do zone with ants? <laughs> imagine imagine controlling ants to build homes for the homeless. They could they could probably do that in like a oh. matter of days. Dude, I saw a TV show recently where big mechanical ants were building somebody's home. It was <laughs> not long ago. You mean, you mean a giant 3D printer, David? No, I don't. I mean, in, uh, anyway, we'll talk about I don't want to give you spoilers, but that all was right. on a recent TV show that I watched. Oh, all right. And uh, I think the I other know which one, one you're I... talking about, too. I think I know which one you're talking about, maybe. Okay, it's know. a pretty well-known series that yeah, you know, uh, probably everybody's watched. But anyway. Yeah, okay. I would like to talk to. Really thirsty for some boba right now, actually. So. Yeah, me too. Oh, I, yeah. I finished that show. That's your top. I don't remember okay, that. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, I want to know. I want to know what octopus think. Yeah, that was another they're answer just that so I thought weird. about. And, and they're and, smart, dude. They are smart, and they have they have neurons in their arms, dude. Like they're just a completely different kind of intelligence than we have. They're not, they're not constructed in anything like the same way that humans are. Cats are going to be a little bit different, obviously, but like they're not going to be as different as ants are, and especially not as different as these weird animals from the ocean are going to be. See, uh, I, mean, I would love to know what they think. But if you did ants, cats, and octopi, or actually octopuses, because apparently octopi is not actually their plural... Um, English man, we're not. Come on, come on. Yeah, yeah whatever. English. Well, what about dogs, David? I know you love dogs. I, know I do love, love dogs. It's true. It's true. I think that I can communicate just fine with dogs. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's absolutely fair. Yeah. I mean, I just dogs know are so- the uh, the only domesticated animal that understands what a human pointing means. Mm. I mean, look, I just know that at some point in time I'll own a dog, so I want to be able to talk to him. But you know. At the same time, yeah. Like, what would an octopus even, how would it even be like, hey, like, how would it even talk? Like, does it conceive of, like, itself as a single individual? Or is it, like, kind of these arms plus a brain in the middle? Like, it's, I don't know. I'm just very curious. That's that's question, right. actually. No, very octopi are super fascinating. I mean, the fact that they can mimic Does it conceive of itself at all? Like, I don't know. Does it, like, like the, have a well, I mean, it has to, because like I said, it must, it can, I it can, yeah. like, you've seen the videos of the mimic octopus, right? Yeah. That yeah, thing yeah. can absolutely just pretend it's something else. And like, how do you have the awareness to pretend you're something else and change colors into it and act like it and behave and move like it? Like, that's just absolute ridiculous like they are way smarter than we are giving them credit for 100 percent. they're smarties no doubt yeah all right oh by the way i use my powers for a combination of benefiting earth and talking to my pets that's my that's my i would usage. i would have a little bit of all three i think <laughs> okay fair enough yeah i would have a little bit of i mean i would try to do everything well but if you piss me off better watch out for those crows man <laughs> oh man watch out for james and his crows all right. Oh, well, yeah. we did it, everybody. We did it. Uh, hey, again, next weekend, or next week, I should say, next Tuesday, is going to be that Evo announcement show. It's going to be just before... Yeah, we're we just going to restream that? Is that the deal? That's what I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to look into that. But, should, but That's probably what we should do. Yeah, and then like whenever it's done, I guess we'll probably just like start talking about it and analyze we'll start it. start talking about start. it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Sounds that starts good. at 5 p.m. Pacific time next Tuesday, so check that out. Sweet. We'll be there. Okay. Time you got it, dude. Em. Got time to crow them. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
Little boy. Squawk, squawk, squawk. What kind of noise does a crow make? Squawks are cool. Actually, actually, hang on a second. This is one of the most fascinating things. Crows in Japan sound different than crows in the U.S. And they're freaky sounding. And I know now why crows are bad guys in so many Japanese video games. So. All right. All right. Hey, everybody. Peace.